When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone hey friends welcome to spiced chaos we are bringing you a regular episode today we are happy monday to everyone who is managing to listen to this on a monday you know what caitlin i feel like that with coronavirus people listen to this on all kinds of random days i know right like nobody has well not nobody because a lot of people are still commuting but a lot of people don't have their regular monday commute like they had before Yeah, I know, because we used to say happy Monday to everybody, knowing that everybody listened in their car on the way to work Mm -hmm. on Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. But um, then I remembered that our show has a tendency to run two hours. So they're also (laughs) listening on Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning (laughs) and Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday morning. (laughs) Right. I know. That's what I do. I listen to it all week long. So people can be with us all week long. And then by the time they get to Friday, it's mini so time. So That's right. we just dominate your ear holes all week long. And that is what we do. Um, so um, I am coming at you again from vacation. And um, this is my last day of vacation. And then I have one more week before reality hits. And then we go back to work for the new school year. Wow. Did you say you have yeah. one more week? I've got one more week. I have one more. I've got one more full week and then a half week before I have to start. I know. And then I go back to work. That's right. I know. I can't, I can't believe it. This has been like the longest summer of my life because Mm -hmm. it kind of started in March. Right. I know. Um, so the idea that I have to put on clothes on August 6th and like go to my work, to my school building and like actually show up with the rest of the teachers is kind of wild to me. (laughs) Um, right and um, I'm gonna have to like get some new masks because I don't think it's hygienic to wear the same mask every day or you have to wash them or yeah you have to wash them and even if you like sneeze in one so like you should bring a couple with you so if you sneeze in one yeah this this is a little like pg-13 so I apologize if your kids are in the car with you or whatever but everybody says they're like condoms like you don't reuse them Oh, ew. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, that's the visual, so, you know. Well, over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Hi, and over there is Leanne from Spice Plan. And we are definitely off to a banging start um, today. Um, but anyway, we are super excited. Um, oh, I stumbled on that one. We are super excited today um, to have the guests that we have. We are still chatting with Aaron Condren influencers because, um, yeah, the Aaron Condren world kind of imploded not too long ago. And we want to talk to our Aaron Condren influencers about what they're doing. And, um, you know, we had all those weeks where we were all up in the happy planner world and we want to give the Aaron Condren world its due. So, um, anyway, our, um, guest today has a beautiful Instagram and she Mm -hmm. is so, 
cool because she knows all about the Enneagrams and she's a mom and she is just very, very talented. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. And I know that Caitlin is too. Totally. Um, Caitlin, you've known her for a little bit longer than I have, I think. Yeah, I've been, um, I actually figured out that I wasn't following her, but I have been kind of like sideline stalking her Instagram um, because it is so beautiful and she's just so fun. Um, And I've seen a lot of people like reshare her stuff. So I am so excited that we get to talk to her. Yeah, I am too. And it's always fun. You know, we say this on the show all the time that this job is so cool because we get to talk to the coolest people in the community. Right. Like we get to sit with all the cool kids. Yes, we do. And I would say that this guest is definitely one of the cool kids in the community. Wouldn't you, Caitlin? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. 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 Um, I feel, I don't want to say that I'm nervous, but <laughs> it's almost like when I look at her Instagram, it is so pretty that I feel like I would like to um, make, I'm, I'm, I'm not jealous, but I want to make mine like look as pretty as hers. So, right. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll go ahead and introduce her um, All right, today. Yes. Today we have Brittany from planner Brit and we are happy that she is here. So hello, Brittany. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. What a, what a fun introduction that was. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we got quite a lot of, a lot of weird stuff into that. Um, intro this, <laughs> there was today. a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are so happy to have you. And um, yeah, I hope that you're having a great morning. It's early. Um, Brittany lives in Austin, so it's it's earlier there than it is here on the coast of North Carolina. And um, it's super early in the Pacific Northwest where Caitlin right. is. So the sun has just risen. <laughs> um, we have all, um, you know, consumed our morning beverages and we are raring to go. So again, welcome, Brittany. We are just thrilled that you're here. So um, can Thank you, you. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, we we love we love this job and we love getting to talk to all these fun people in the community. And I have been kind of stalking your Instagram. There's a couple of things on here <laughs> that because I have not I've been on a no spin for like two months. And that is impressive. That takes yeah, some yes. major self-discipline. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Caitlin is not on board with this. Like, I don't believe in no spends. Like, I believe if there's like something that you want to buy and you're able to, like, of course, like, don't like overspend (laughs) outside of your means, of course. But like, if there's something you want to buy and you have some money in your bank, I feel like you should treat yourself to it. That's just my, that's my personal philosophy. (laughs) Well, the listeners know that I've been treating myself to Postmates. Mm hmm. Like, Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been having a lot of really yummy food ordered and I haven't been cooking at all. So that's kind of been where my money has gone instead of on planner supplies, because I have a lot of planner supplies, but there are so many new things on the Erin Condren website. And some of them are kind of starting to show up in your Instagram. And um, they really are a lot of new things. This Erin Condren like pencil case. I mean, oh, it's cute. I'm going to have to have one of the like I'm looking at this right (laughs) now and I'm just like, gosh, so, but that's what influencers do. They're like, hey, look at this. And don't right. you want this? <laughs> I mean, right. influencers get, other influencers get me too, because I saw it and I thought, oh, I need one of these. And then I saw Laura plans it and she said, you can store makeup, you can store video game stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I need three of these now. I thought I only needed one. <laughs> yeah, I Perfect. need one for yeah. like all the different things in my life. Um, so Brittany, can you tell our listeners all the different places on the interwebs where they can find you. Sure. 
So I have the easy thing is I have the same name on all of them, Planner Brit. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, and I just started a Facebook page because I want to talk to people a little more. And I think that might be an easier way to do that. Awesome. And have you started to get some people coming over to the Facebook page? I find that um that I I get people over on mine and I don't I don't notice it all that much. So are you are you getting some interaction <laughs> over there yet? Or is are we are we announcing it today? Like, hey, Planner Brit, the Facebook page. So it's kind of funny because I made the page a little, maybe a few weeks ago, just so I could have it when I was ready to launch it. I was like, okay, let me just get the URL or whatever. And then people started following it before I even posted anything. And I don't know how they found it. And then I thought, okay, maybe I should start posting some things. So there are some people who have followed, but this this is kind of more of an announcement than I've made at other places. Oh, wow. Look, we're the first, Caitlin. Yes, you we are there. All of the first news. Do, do, Love do, it. Do, 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 do. That's my news. <laughs> news with spice chaos. Don't worry, we'll get to the weather. The weather's coming. <laughs> yes, it rained here yesterday, so there you go, weather. Oh my gosh, it's going to be over 100 degrees two days in a row in Portland on Sunday and Monday, and I can't. I can't, de- I can't deal. I can't imagine what the weather must be like in Austin. Yeah, stay away from Austin. It's supposed to <laughs> rain this weekend, but still be over a hundred next oh, week. Oh no! So. Ew, that's like how wet. It happens. That's like wet heat. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's like sweat falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Oh yeah, my it's gosh. really rough. I mean, I like hot better than cold, so I'll take it because I used to live in cold places, and so oh, you have I'm to choose opposite. one or the other. Yeah, yeah, you I'm really the opposite. Do. I need all so, the coats and sweaters and jeans and things. <laughs> Yeah, I do love boots and jeans and scarves and that kind of stuff. Now, I don't want a coat. Let's everyone that listens to the show knows that I don't have any interest in owning a coat. Well, Portland would be perfect for you because all of the you can tell the people who live in Portland, they like run into the Target like when it's like pouring down rain without their coat and stuff. And the people who are visiting, they literally stand there for 10 minutes to get their umbrella open. You can totally tell. <laughs> No, I'm not interested in like accessories. I don't want coats. I don't want umbrellas. <laughs> accessories. Yeah, I don't. I don't need any of that. Just stuff. a cute purse. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I do have the Erin Condren umbrella, and if it's raining mm. and I have to walk into my school building, I will use my Erin Condren umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's that's the only umbrella that I've ever owned that I actually like. Is so, it because as a button, so you don't have to deal with it? It does. It does have a great button. It really, it's it's a nice umbrella. So. Um, so Brittany, what can you tell our listeners about yourself as like an introduction? Like if you had to introduce yourself to our audience, like just give us a little bit of who are you just in a nutshell? Yeah. Who is Brittany? Sure. So I am originally from California. I think that that's one of my proudest things to say and moved a few times. And now, like you said, I'm in Austin, Texas, and I live with my husband and my little, I used to call her my baby, but I'm realizing she's going to be two next month at the end of next month. So that's why I call her my little planner tot. She loves playing with my planner stuff. And I have, I pretty much enjoy doing anything. I like reading. I like doing dance. I like being outdoors or indoors, watching movies, whatever. I just like being around people. And I really love the planner community because there's so much fun there too. People have all different interests, but we're all united by this planner stuff. So I love finding positive people in the planner community. And Mm -hmm. that's what I hope to bring a little bit more of too. Well, you seem like a very positive presence. Totally. Thank and you. you have a very 
this is going to sound so creepy, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you have a very beautiful, positive face. Like when I was looking at your Instagram, like you, um, you uh, just seem, yeah, nice. you just seem happy. You know what I mean? Like, like joyful. Just, yeah. Joyful. Yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds better than like the way I said it at all. <laughs> you have a happy face. <laughs> you have a yeah. beautiful, happy face. <laughs> I love that. Nice. I think, I think joyful is great because I think sometimes people can be positive without acknowledging serious things happening in the world. And I try to do both to be joyful amidst those things. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. And I'm sorry that it came out in a weird way. Um, (laughs) I didn't think it was weird. (laughs) I'm nothing if not um, awkward always. (laughs) Yes. We pride ourselves on that. Yeah. um, I love it. I don't, I don't know how we've managed to, we are coming up on um, our 50th, full length episode and our one year um, anniversary are you giving me my year... promise ring um yeah <laughs> I've got you all kinds of gifts like you just don't even believe it um, <laughs> but um yeah I you know our um engagement ring and all this kind of stuff um whoa but... whoa, whoa I don't know if I'm ready for engagement ring promise <laughs> ring is one thing <laughs> Oh, well, you know, we've been married for quite some time, so it's, it's right. too long. It's too late now. You are, def- you are definitely committed to me. I'm entangled. I'm definitely entangled. You are entangled. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it's a kind of a miracle sometimes, Brittany, that we get this show made at all because we are two very like strange and awkward people. <laughs> And, I think that's um, perfect. And congratulations <laughs> on being so successful with this. That's awesome. Well, thank you. We we have a really good time. And um, if you if people ever meet us in person, I know that that they their expectations are going to be one way, and we're like, no, just, just lower the <laughs> just expectations. Lower the expectations. Um, um, and really, when I was I I was telling you guys I was telling Brittany before we started recording that I was in Austin in January, and I did meet a lot of people that listened to the show when I was there. And um, really, how it turns out is that. I was able to just stand and listen to them talk instead of me having to talk. Yes. So, and that was really kind of cool because they already know me from listening to the show. Mm -hmm. So they've heard me talk for hours and hours. So when you, you know, when, when I was able to meet people that hear the show, I was able to listen to them tell me, you know, here's what I was doing when I was listening to your show and all this kind of stuff. So I was able to be awkward and they couldn't tell. Um, right. <laughs> exactly. That's totally me. So, That's the life of an introvert. Like I will just stand there and I'll be like smiling and like, like putting on sunglasses so I don't have to make eye contact. <laughs> I'm just like listening to the conversation. That's totally yeah, my life. Caitlin will pop into like our weekly zoom planner meetups and never show her face because she can't stand to look at the pictures like of the people on the screen. No, it's not that like, I love looking at other people's pictures, but like I never know where to look either on my phone or whatever to like make the appropriate eye contact. Like I'm just a little bit weird like that. And I do that in person too. I feel like I look kind of like all over the place. Like I avoid eye contact. Well, well we are, you know, we're doing the best that we can. And luckily we don't have to make the show in person. So we don't have to look at each other. Could you imagine if we had to sit across the table and stare at each other and make this show? I feel like we could do it because I I just feel really comfortable with you, but it's more like with people that I'm not sure about. Is, does that make sense? Right. But if Brittany, if you were here in real life and we were trying to sit across the table from you, we'd be like, um, I'd be like, I where's my it, sunglasses? I think I would just laugh. I don't know if I could get through the show. I know. It's so, fun. so how has quarantine been? Like, what is this? We keep asking this question. It's been like how many months, uh, all the months, oh, 1200 geez, months, um, right? 
what was when when March hit and everybody kind of had to go inside like what what about your life did anything change like what changed about your life that was drastic or different how have you been dealing with this yeah that's a good question and I I agree I don't think anyone any of us knew what we would be like at this month so in March um, not a whole lot changed for me. Fortunately, both my husband and I are blessed enough to be able to have jobs that were able to work from home. So we do both work full time and we were able to do that from home. So that's been good um, because we're still able to do that, even though it is interesting learning how to work together. At one point, we were working on opposite sides of a wall. Now we're working both beside each other. So we kind of have to figure out how to both take calls together sometimes. Um, but for the most part, we're still able to have work. Our little one still was able to go to daycare and they've um, increased the security measures there. So that's been a little bit different, not being able to walk her in and say bye and stuff. We kind of just have to drop her off at the door and she looks uncertain as she goes in because it's a different routine. But for the most part, it's it hasn't been too much of a change. It's just a little sad that we're not able to take her out and do things with her and see family, really, that live around here also, really. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. still has been able to go to daycare. She has. So that was something that we weren't sure about. And a lot of families have chosen or uh, have other reasons to take their kids out of daycare. But she has. They have a lot of new restrictions. All of the workers are wearing masks. They take their temperature, all sorts of things like that. Um, So she has been able to do that. We've still been able to do work. And my planning, though, has been completely different. I have so many blank pages now that would not have been blank before. Yes, I relate to that. Because what do you plan? Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I feel like it's just like you kind of have to adapt and maybe plan like the virtual things rather than planning those in-person things that we were doing before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just basically write work from home with an arrow and then (laughs) put a bunch of stickers. (laughs) Yeah, I know the sticker usage has definitely increased because I realize I don't need as much space to write things down. Right. So, you know, I can, I can pack more stickers onto a spread because I don't, I I don't, I'm not writing a hundred thousand things on there, but you know, with August coming, I'm actually kind of excited to get back into some kind of planning routine where I have Mm -hmm. things to write down. Right. Um, but okay. So she's two. Yeah. How, how are you finding the age of two? Because I don't remember <laughs> when my children were two. I, I know that. Oh, I, I do. That, I know. Well, it wasn't that long ago for you, Caitlin, but um, my, my children are nine and almost seven. And what I remember about when, when they were, when one of them was two, especially Hannah, my youngest, um, <laughs> is that I was ready already when she was two for her to be seven. Like this is the age that I, the age that she is almost now is where I was ready for her to be is, is, you know, because she was, she, the listeners know that my daughter is an angry person (laughs) and um, she has leadership skills. Well, yeah, she's, she definitely has leadership (laughs) skills. She's going to be an activist when she grows up. Like I see her, I can see her at like a, I can see her at like a women's March or like a teacher's March, or I could see her like, at a Black Lives Matter protest, like I can mm-hmm. see her like doing those kinds of things. Um, and she must have gotten some of that like in utero from me because I have a tendency <laughs> to be somewhat angry as well. Um, right. But two, I don't remember two being so bad. So how yeah. is your daughter doing with two? Is she is she a good child? Is she <laughs> like, how is she? I, how is she? Yeah. 
That's a great question. I think that for the past month or so, I've been feeling like she's in the two zone from what people have said, because no is definitely her favorite word. She likes yelling. She definitely wants to do what she wants. And she also sometimes tries to hit back, which we don't appreciate. Um, But at the same time, we always talk about how we look at her and she has had the sweetest moments ever also. So it's my brother always says that she's like the Sour Patch Kids. Uh, where it really yes. does like she'll like punch you in the face and then you'll you'll say ow and she'll look at you with the cutest eyes and then go hug you with the cutest thing and you're like okay I don't even remember what happened because it's such a sweet moment so I think that they're really it she's coming into her own person which makes her frustrated but also loving and it's really fun to see new skills that she's getting and words that she's learning finally to be able to tell us more about what she wants so that has been really cool. And something that has been interesting for us to see is we actually only speak Spanish to her at home. So to to watch her learning English and daycare in Spanish here and being able to process that, we're seeing that click together a lot more in her recognizing which language, which language is which when we're watching a video or something. Wow, that's really an interesting way to do that. Does someone, does your um, husband speak Spanish as well? Yes. So he's originally from El Salvador and that's actually where we met. So I guess that's a little fun fact about me too, Um, is I was living there for a year and working with his parents and he came to visit them and that's how we met and stayed in touch. And here we are now, but, um, yeah, so, so we want to, I know that I learned Spanish in college and that was so hard for me and I can't roll my R's. And so I really want to try to let her learn naturally first and Mm -hmm. that'll be so much better for her learning and she won't have to deal with the struggle that I had hopefully right wow what a what a cool story yeah and it's awesome because on his side so my husband's name is Danny that way I can actually refer to him as his name Danny's family a lot of his family only speaks Spanish so for her to be able to communicate with them too is is going to be great right and what an amazing life skill as we go into like the 21st 21st mm-hmm. century what, yeah. whichever century we're going into yeah um, <laughs> yeah <you got> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's such an awesome skill for her to have to like learn to live in that like global society. I feel like that's one of the buzzwords in education is right. like getting preparing students for that global society. Very well, true. and their their brains are so much better at picking up language when they're two and three and yep. four years old. I mean, like mm. um, in the linguistics classes that I took in college, that was one of the things that they talked about was that when you're really really little you can absorb all the language. And then Mm -hmm. once you reach about the age of eight is when it starts to become a challenge. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, yeah, I have, I have a friend, um, who has kind of a, kind of a similar story. Um, he moved down to Mexico for a little while to visit his sister who was teaching down there and met his wife. And, um, Mm -hmm. and now she lives in the United States with him and they have a daughter and they also speak Spanish in the home and then she's learning, she's learned English in school. So, um, it's kind of the same, the same yeah. dynamic. And, um, you know, there have been times when in talking to her mother, um, that she has been frustrated that, um, that Eloisa wanted to speak English more than she wanted to speak Spanish mm-hmm. because her friends spoke English more. Yeah. Um, where she was resistant to it at home, at least as she's gotten older, she's almost seven now. So, you know, now that she's been in public school and more of her friends are speaking English, it's it's becoming a little bit more of a struggle. But I can see like at two, mm-hmm. she's not going to be telling you, I want to speak English or I want to speak Spanish. Like she wouldn't be really have 
any right. concept of, of being able to tell you that. So, um, yeah. yeah, there are some so, phrases for sure that she still prefers. She'll just say them in English when we try to say them in Spanish or repeat it in English. And then she'll laugh when we try to correct her. In Spanish. So <laughs> she's already getting there. But and we've seen that with our nieces, too, who are four and six that they have had a very similar experience where they want to speak English now and they're saying they're learning Spanish. And we're like, you've been like, no, you've done Spanish and you answer in Spanish. You might just not recognize that. Um, so yeah. we're really trying hard to to help her when she's listening to music or watching anything on TV or something to try to make that Spanish too, because I think that can seem like English is the cool language if they see everyone in media speaking English also. So trying to find the balance there for sure. Well, and luckily there's so many options in television now where you can watch things in Spanish. Right. Um, so the other night um, I'm out of town right now and my dad went over to my house to take care of my dog. Mm -hmm. And my mom had friends over at their house, so he was going to stay at my house and watch um, the baseball game on my television. Well, he couldn't find the baseball game on the regular <laughs> channel because he couldn't figure out how to work my television. But he found the baseball game in Spanish. <laughs> was it a lot Perfect. more exciting? Because well, soccer is a lot more exciting in Spanish. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. But he said, I don't care. I'm just going to watch it in Spanish. It's still the baseball game. Like, what's the difference? I don't care what language they're speaking. I can tell <laughs> right. what's going on. So <laughs> he just sat yes. and watched the baseball game in Spanish for two hours. And he was like, what does it matter? It doesn't matter what language the announcers are speaking. I'm just watching the game. So, you know, I just thought, you know, it's just interesting that there's like this whole slew of channels on our television where everything is in Spanish. So, you know, I, I'm sure that you can find cartoons and things like that for her to watch where it would seem because I can see how like if English is the default that it would, mm -hmm. you know, it would be difficult, you know, to normalize. You want to normalize the Spanish for her. Right. That needs to be, you know, that needs to be kind of her normal at home. Right. And it's really helpful that in Netflix, you can just go up to the top and change audio to Spanish on a lot of a lot of things, which that's another thing that has changed in quarantine. We used to really try to avoid TV with her, but quarantine has thrown that <laughs> out the window, too. Yeah. If she needs to stay home and we have conference calls, we're like, OK, here's Moana. Go for it. <laughs> yep. We yeah. are the same way. Like we we used to not do TV at all, except for Fridays. We would do like a movie night with yeah. our family and like we would each take turns picking the movie or whatever but now because I I've always worked from home but now my husband is home and like my kids are both home and so I'm like mm -hmm. okay I have got to call my students and so they're <laughs> like would you guys like to choose something that you both like and they are 12 and 5 or I guess 12 and 4 um <laughs> and so it's hard to find something that they'll both watch <laughs> but I mean they're just desperate to get in front of the tv at this point <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, and Caitlin used to do like a, okay, you can have 10 minutes of iPad time and then you have to mm -hmm. take a 10 minute break. Yeah. And or like you can read and every minute that you read, you can be on your iPad. But I That's feel like, that, yeah, mm -hmm. I know. And I was, and I was always like, I always kind of admired that because mine, I feel like mine have had iPads in their hands since they were like two years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I have always been kind of a techie. Like I've mm -hmm. always loved like. I mean, I, I, I bought the first iPad when it first came out. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, of course, when, when I had a child that was old enough to drag and drop on an iPad, I taught him how to work this, this <laughs> device. Right. Um, but, um, Caitlin, I feel like that since quarantine that, that you have kind of relaxed those rules a little bit. But I think that it's going to be okay. Like, we've talked about this mm -hmm. on the show before, that the kids are going to bounce back from all of this. They are. It's going to be fine. And eventually – 
Like, I don't like to say that we're going to go back to our normal because I'm hoping that, like, as a society, we'll be able to go forward and, like, be better. Um, But eventually this is going to be something that we look at and we watch on the news and we're like, wow, that really happened. Like, I can't believe we lived through that. Not that living through kind of our privileged version of coronavirus is really anything to, like, brag about. Um, But it's we're going to watch it on the news. It's going to be fine. We're going to go either back to our routines or improve our routines and... I mean, we just we just got to keep going a little bit longer. That's what I just keep saying. <laughs> That's my mantra in my head. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I think that we have proven that there's no reason to have an in-person staff meeting ever again. <laughs> yes, you guys have learned <laughs> from all of us work from home people. <laughs> there is I mean, really, there is no reason for me to ever sit in a room with every single member of my of my school, of my staff again. Right? I should. We should always be doing our, our meetings um, virtually. I think well, and that's... I feel like they're more effective that way, honestly, because I feel like in-person staff meetings, like everybody's excited to see each other and there's a lot of like chit chat that happens, but virtually you like have the agenda, you run through it and then everybody goes back to their tasks. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, because, and also I, I do have a tendency during staff meetings to chit chat with the person who's sitting next to me instead of paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I and you don't do the same thing on the side, like iMessage <laughs> or Slack or something. I will I say that. that I definitely do. We use like Google Chat, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I do. I do find myself. There are some of my coworkers and I who do have a group chat, like going on our phones. And sometimes even during the virtual staff meetings, we'll like have a group chat going, like talking about like what's happening in the staff meeting or whatever. Or like we're always talking about like who's not muted or who's like background oh looks weird or right. <laughs> like, like, could you please just mute your mic during the staff meeting? Like, please, there's no reason to have it just on. Yeah. So that every time you take a sip of your coffee, like. That, that your face pops up or, on the screen or you forget that it's on and like your dog is doing something weird and you're like Timmy get down and everybody <laughs> well and you know you know that it has happened that somebody has thought that they were muted and they went to the bathroom oh my gosh yes seriously one of my coworkers thought she was muted and she was like um this was before like coronavirus but she was she was in the car and she started having like road rage. <laughs> we were like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I do feel like we've learned a lot about our coworkers during virtual calls. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I want to hear your planner story. Um, I want to know like how you got started in the planner world and, what led you to Erin Condren and, and just all the things. So can you share that with us a little bit, like how you got started and what made you decide to start your Instagram and all the things? Sure. I was actually thinking about this because some, some things I remember very clearly and some might think, how did I end up where I am right now? But I'll start. So like a lot of people that I see who are influencers on Instagram with planner, planner related activities, I, I was someone that always loved school supplies. Basically, I was more excited growing up to go to school supply shopping than clothes back to school shopping. So I was one of those kids and had loved pens or notebooks or whatever. And so it was natural for me 
when I saw this store in Austin, I'll skip ahead because through, I never actually got to do all the creative sort of planning stuff. I kind of decorate the front of my binders. But when I saw Erin Condren, as I walked through the domain in Austin, I of course stopped and looked in the window and thought, am I ever going to be able to afford this beautiful store? And I would admire it, but I didn't get anything from there at first, kept walking. And then my sister's birthday came up. And so I thought this is a great time to splurge on something beautiful like this. So I went in, got her a planner, and it was so fun being able to customize everything. I had never had a planner where I could do that before. I always just went to Target or Paper Source or something like that. I got a pre-made planner. So being able to choose the cover and the coil and do you want the name and what colors do you want? It was it was kind of a lot, but I loved it at first. And so being able to choose those things, I think for someone else is what made it feel like a lot trying to make sure that I picked something that she liked. So that was my first Erin Condren slash fun adult planner purchase ever was that planner for her, which I don't even think she used that much. So that breaks my heart a little bit. (laughs) And that happens even now. I'll I'll get friend stuff. And if they don't use it, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Exactly. They don't (laughs) get it. That's their right. That's their right. They don't have to. I just get the gift. (laughs) So get them something else next time. (laughs) Um, she did really like it, but again, she doesn't have my personality type. So, um, then it was about six months later when I went back because I needed an address book because we were doing Christmas cards. And I thought, when am I ever going to have all this together again? Computers die plus paper is more fun. And so we were looking at stores and I was like, okay, I got to go back to Erin Condren and see what they have. And that was my first purchase that I got for me was one of the big ones. Now they have the cute small ones and I really want one. And my husband's like, we just, we got you one of these from here and it still works. Same addresses. <laughs> so he won't oh let me God. buy again. <laughs> they don't get it. The husband they don't, don't get, get it. it. They don't get it. I'm like, but look how portable this one is. No. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this year at Christmas time. If we need another one, if people have new addresses and I fill up the other one, but <laughs> That's an idea, actually. But and then shortly after that, it was, I think, going to back to school time. And I'm kind of used to living on this academic cycle because in grad school, I majored in student affairs, which is working with college students. And then I had I was working with college students recently. And even still, I'm working in education research to help colleges recruit students. So I've kind of lived on the academic year. So when it was time to go into the academic year again, I thought, let's get a planner. And so I went back in and that really started all of this that I am at now was getting my own life planner from Erin Condren. And I, the first one I got was the vertical one. And it actually wasn't that long ago. It was just like a year ago that, that I got hooked like I am now. And it was just a fast <laughs> spiral into my planner love that is Erin Condren. Um, so that's, that's kind of the short story of that part. And then how I, I don't even know. I was asking my husband about this this week. I said, how did I find out about influencers on YouTube or Instagram? And I think just when I had my planner, probably an ad popped up. That's probably what happened. But somehow I got over to YouTube and got on Julie's, Julie Plan's YouTube. And of course, that was just, wow, look at all of these things I can do with my planner. Stickers exist and all of this. And that led to a spiral down Instagram and YouTube and other accounts. And that she would mention, I would look at those and then other people would mention new people and getting to see how fun it is to be able to decorate your planner and not just even use it functionally, which is already cool, but getting to to express myself creatively, which I love to do also, just led me down that. And then I thought, 
I want to share my pictures of my planner too, because I work hard on these stickers and I think they're kind of pretty. So let's see if anyone else likes them. And also my husband has always wanted to like, he's always wanted someone to get on Instagram so that he can help make them bigger. <laughs> and so he's asked his dad, he's asked his brother. He kind of started with himself, but I think he doesn't have enough of the like, um, the administrative discipline to, to say like, okay, I'm going to edit this. I'm going to do this. And so to do that, he kind of is more of the artsy big picture person. So he's like, I need someone who will actually do the work and then I can just propel them forward. And so when I told oh. him, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, then he said, okay, yes, here you go. Here, here's this <laughs> site that I found with all the holidays every month that like you can do international ice cream day this day and international whatever this day. <laughs> he's like, here are the times to post. Here's some apps that can edit things. And, and that's really, so it's kind of a fun joint marital project we had going on that has, that has born Planner Brit. Oh, I love that. I love that he's like your like right hand man. Like right he here. really he is. I call him my content manager. He even <laughs> we even made a YouTube video like spoof of him doing a plan with me with my planner. And so Cute. that's fun. You can go look at that on my YouTube if you want a, a good laugh. It starts out with him breaking my ring light and then goes on to him. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on to him overlapping stickers with washi and me cringing. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's adorable. I'm going to have to watch that immediately. So yeah, if so he's helping you with the... If he's helping you with your content, doesn't he know that you need that new address book to show on your, <laughs> on your Instagram? Right? Hello? Actually, that was how I convinced him that, that I needed the Daily Duo because I mostly use the Petite for my regular daily life. And I was like, but I need this for the content. This is where the new stickers are going to come out. Is it the Daily Duo? And he's like, okay, you do. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So it worked that time. Maybe don't push it. Don't push exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I have to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because I mean... It, I would say like daily duo versus address book, go daily duo for sure. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. you're going to post one or two pictures. You can't really post the inside of your address book because they're yeah, personal personal. information, <laughs> yeah. but the daily duo, you can post every single day if you wanted. Mm -hmm. So he's yeah. smart. This is why he's the manager. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Maybe I need to I'm call him and have one. him. He needs to manage me too. Like I need some management too. Right. So. Side business. Oh my gosh. Go. She would love that. Side business. He manages planner influencers that would be that's very very specific that's a very specific is, job but there is a, it's a growing niche so I think exactly. you could make a living doing it oh yeah there's a lot of us that need content managers for sure right yeah um, there you go especially those of us who have been absent from Instagram for two months like it's time <laughs> for you're, some of you're making it yeah yeah I'll be back I'll be back I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking a, I'm just taking a little break. I've just had to kind you of just, take, yeah, I had to take a entangled. break to find myself, you know, I had to find yeah. myself. Um, uh, well, I love, I love your story and I love how all of our guests start with, well, I was always that kid who loved yeah. the plan. I think <laughs> exactly. that, I think that we all, that we all kind of come from the same, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, right. Yeah. In that you kind of took me back to like, I had a moment where I just kind of closed my eyes and remembered being a kid shopping for school supplies. Yes. And that is, yes, it's, you know what I will say, it's not as fun to shop for your own children's school supplies. <laughs> I actually really like it. <laughs> um, I actually really don't like it because it's money that I'm having to spend on things that I'm not going to get to use. Oh, that's true. That's true. And I love how much they love it. 
Yeah, I know. And I love like packing the bags, you know, like the paper sacks that they're walking in with on the first day to like put everything in the pile for the teachers to use. I just I love that part, too. Well, and see, that is what has changed is that like now you get the you get the list of school supplies and everyone brings the same things. And then it goes into like the cupboard so that the teachers can just pull stuff from the cupboard for people to Uh use, which is Mm -hmm. totally fine. I'm totally fine with donating all of those things to the classroom. Mm-hmm. But when we're there and we're shopping, you know, yeah. Hannah wants the one with the kitty cat on it and Daniel wants right. the one with Spider-Man on it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we can't buy notebooks with these things on it because you're giving it to your class. Like That's true. we have to just get the blue and green ones. Like we can't get the ones with the characters and stuff. It's not like it was back when I used to shop for me where yeah. everything had Lisa Frank on it and I had all the trapper keepers and, the, yes. you know, all the things. Trapper keepers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I, mean, I had to have a new trapper keeper every year when I was in elementary school. That was the greatest day of my life. And it was time to pick out my new trapper keeper. Um, okay, but just say and, trapper keeper one more time. And you know that that trapper keeper was hella broken by the time the school year was over. Okay. Right. Those things, those things were not durable. All right. Those things fell apart no. so bad. The, the little, the little clips on the inside that you put your paper in and then the plastic would separate from the cardboard inserts. And oh my gosh, they were just a hot mess. Well, but and I that's lo- why I don't use binders. Like that's why I will never <laughs> use a planner, like a rings planner, because I'm still so traumatized by my binders <laughs> from school where the rings would get all like mismatched and then all my papers would like, fall out on the floor. I'm still traumatized by that. And I will never use a rings planner because of that. And I'm traumatized by the pain, the pain that you, that you feel when they pinch your fingers. Oh my gosh, right? Oh, it's so bad. But there are so many, yeah, there are so many beautiful rings planners out there. There are so many beautiful ones. There are. That I'm I'm, not for me. uh, They're not for Caitlin. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about giving one a try. Like I'm, I'm really thinking about, I've been thinking about it, but I, I don't Ooh, know. Are you going in yay day? Are you getting in there? Well, I've been I've been thinking about pulling out my um all of my color fun stuff. I don't I don't know. Ooh. I'm um I do have my I have my Erin Condren life planner with me this week on vacation, but I haven't pulled it out of the bag since I got here. Um Okay. Because I well, I thought I was gonna be like while we're sitting here doing nothing that I would at least write in it some, but I haven't. <laughs> I've not done anything with it. It's it's fully decorated for the month of July, but I've not written anything in it, so yeah. Um, so Brittany, I noticed on your Instagram, one of the things that I love about your Instagram is all the links that you have in your link tree. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's links to petitions, there's links to podcasts that are educational. There's all kinds of like really cool stuff in there. And because of that, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about your thoughts on the stuff that's kind of gone on with Aaron Condren. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I know that you're still using the products, which, you know, mm-hmm. as we've said many times on the show, I mean, I'm using the products and we, you know, we're talking to other influencers who are, are you know, using the stuff. So, you know, people need to use the planner that works for them. So what, mm-hmm. what are you, how, how did you feel when all of that stuff kind of started happening? Um, because I can tell that you, you know, are an activist and that you believe mm-hmm. that black lives matter and that, you know, you are, health conscious and all of these kinds of things. So yeah. I mean, like how, how were you feeling at that time? I mean, were you, 
like, were you thinking, did, did you look at your planner differently? Were you able to kind of separate Aaron from the brand or like what, what was going through your mind? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the first thing that I thought in my head was like, the first thing I felt was disappointment. And the reason why I felt that is because originally I had already been evaluating Aaron Condren as a company because people were, were looking at them with a critical eye when the Black Lives Matter stuff really started growing. So even before the Erin Condren debacle, there was still, people were already looking at what their response would be when everyone was posting for Blackout Tuesday or other things like that. And so I had been watching them and I had been talking to people that I know who work in their stores or who work for their corporate company. And so being able, so I was already seeing things that they were doing and I could, I knew behind the scenes that they were starting a diversity committee, that they were looking at their influencers differently and seeing how they can diversify that, that they were looking at just different things that they were trying to do, whereas the public only saw whatever statements they put out. I was able to have that eye behind the scenes. And so then when this happened with the graduation, I was heartbroken for all the people that were doing all that work because I knew that what Aaron, the person did, would overshadow and that would be what people saw and what people cared about. And they wouldn't care about this months of work that other, that the people behind the scenes had been trying to do to make Aaron Connor and the company diverse, inclusive and care about justice. So that was my first reaction was like, no. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Leanne and my reaction as well. Um, like thinking about all of the other pieces that go into it because mm -hmm. it, it's not just going to affect and it hasn't just affected Aaron Condren and the company, but there's right. there are Etsy sellers on the side. There are influencers who make this mm -hmm. their business. Like there's just a, that was like one of our initial reactions was like, how dare you? Like right. how dare right. you not think about all of those other pieces? I mean that too, because my, my page has been exclusively besides side products, like different pens. I haven't used other planners mm -hmm. just because I like, not because I'm against other planners and there are some other ones that I want to introduce eventually because people have sent them to me and asked if I would review them, but, um, the Aaron, Con I, I just like how they are. So, yeah, same. I'm the same way with Abby planner. I get it. Right. Um, yeah, I, now that I am, now that I'm back in my life planner, now that mm -hmm. I've come home, as I like to say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because well, what did it take me, Caitlin, like, a month and a half to kind of figure out like mm -hmm. really yeah. how I was, how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, you might not have put up one of those canceled or we're taking a break posts, but mm -hmm. you definitely were taking your break. Um, and I mm -hmm. took, I kind of took a break from, from everything. I mean, I, I put together a happy planner and I contemplated using that and it just didn't feel, it just didn't give me the same joy that my Aaron Condren gave me. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but when I hold the planner now, Instead of thinking about Aaron and her decision, because mm. that's what we call it here, not her mistake, yeah. but her decision. It wasn't a mistake. It mm -hmm. was a full-on decision. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of thinking about her, I think about the person who assembled that planner in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that that person has a family and that person needs a job and that that person didn't have anything to do with the decision that Aaron made. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the person who designed that planner and the, you know, the person who mailed that planner to me and put this, the label on the box and, you know, that there are so many moving parts to that company that have nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to remember that there are 
li- people's livelihoods at stake. And mm-hmm. that when I'm supporting that company, I'm not just supporting that one person. Mm-hmm. And that there are so many people out there who are making their living selling and putting together those planners. And yeah. I think that that is really what has propelled me forward and made me see my planner with joy again. Mm-hmm. That, you know, someone's loving hands coiled that planner. And, you know, because I've seen mm-hmm. the videos of how they put the planners yeah. together in the warehouse. Um, you know, they're all made right here in the United States, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I... I like, I like the CEO. I think that she, um, I, I, I think that, I mean, can you imagine being the CEO of a company and something like that happening to your company? I feel like yeah. I would be so angry. Like I would just be mm-hmm. mad. Me too. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. I would be I, so mad. <laughs> I, I would have, I mean, you would, how do you fire the founder of the company? I mean, I think she's trying real hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I know that Aaron is on a so-called leave of absence vacation mm-hmm. or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I feel like as, you know, as the CEO, you would be so angry that you're even having to deal with this. And I'm not saying having to deal with black lives matter, right? right that's exactly. not something that they're having right. to deal with. That is not, that is not at all what this is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that there are companies out there that do feel like, oh, this is something that we have to deal with. Yeah. American crafts. uh, American crafts. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. I think that there are companies that are looking at this like, okay, here we go. We need to appease these people. Right. Yeah, exactly. That to me is not the way I feel like that that Aaron Condren's company has, has dealt with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. having been in the town hall meetings and listened to some of the things that they've had to Mm -hmm. say, I genuinely do feel like that they are going to make changes and try to be better. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like, yes. And I feel like that it's coming from the right place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's coming from a false place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a false narrative either. Um, I think that, you know, in the beginning when the, when all of the black lives matter stuff was starting to gain the momentum especially in the planner community that some of the stuff that the company posted on their Instagram maybe did kind of come across as, okay, we've got to throw something up here so that they can tell that we're supportive or whatever it, mm-hmm. it, it might've. And, and like you said, Brittany, when you were looking at that, mm-hmm. there was some of that that kind of looked similar to other companies and then, mm-hmm. okay, we have to put something up because you know, we have to do this. Right. But you looking behind the scenes and knowing that there was other stuff at work, that they were doing other work, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, there, there is stuff going on. And I, I really do think that they are going to, to, to try to, to make a difference and do better. And um, this cancel culture that we're living in, I don't really feel like that that is how you educate people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um. I think that there are brands that can make big enough mistakes that we can say, nope, I'm mm-hmm. totally done. Right. Um, and I mean, can we say American crafts again? I mean, <laughs> right. Dang. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I guess if we want like, how do you even put that up? Like right now, like, like how does that how do you even get to that place? <laughs> like if we want to, you know, pour the shade out on them again. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think, I think that, 
that there are, and then there's people, there's, there's people, there's influencers that you could Mm -hmm. say, you know, nope, you have definitely, you know, done, done the dirty and we're not, we're not looking at you Mm -hmm. anymore. Right. But I don't think that it is, I think that the most important thing is for brands and for people to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're never going to be able to make change if we just cancel everybody who makes mistakes. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, this thing that Aaron Condren did with the graduation was not just a mistake. No, it was not. So what do we do now with her as a person? Like that's like, and I'm not asking either one of you to give me a solution. (laughs) Well, I got one. I think she needs to resign and they need to rebrand. That's what I think (laughs) needs to happen. And Brittany, how do you feel? I mean, I liked her. I liked her as Mm -hmm. a person. Like I, I thought she was a cool person and I liked, Mm -hmm. I always liked Aaron. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what do you think that, what does she do now? What do we do? What does she do now? What do you think? Yeah, my my perspective is not there yet. I will say if, if whenever she comes back into the public light, she is she would do the same thing, then I, I agree with you. She needs to resign. For me, I did want to see a leave of absence because it does, it did show the company disagreed with what she did and disavowed it basically. Um, so I was happy about that from the company side. From her side, I and I put this in my stories before that I am if people want to change, I want to be there to help them change and I want to mm-hmm. help and be there to help them grow. And so that comes just from my faith and from my own experience of what I, what people have done for me that has helped me get to where I am, like what you've seen of of being able to be an activist in that way is from people not basically doing what you said, like giving up on me or making me, making me quit trying. So I, my hope is that this isn't like what people, like what you were saying too, like a vacation for her, but that she is taking this time to actually learn and that she comes back and she is a lot wiser and she does care and she has had a heart change. And if that is actually true, which I have seen some people do like big influencers and different people like that, if that is true, I don't think that she needs to resign from my personal perspective. But I will tell you that I will be watching very closely and I know other people will be too, to see where she is when she comes back. And I don't know when she's coming back. I don't know if that's in a year. I don't know when it is. Um, But making sure that obviously she does take a leave long enough to be able to learn and to be able to grow. And I really, really, really am hoping that she is using this time wisely to do that and isn't just stepping back and hiding. Yeah. And I guess I just feel like there have been, not just this, you know, this parade that they put on, but there have been other instances where she has been not only like, I would say inappropriate, but like just really not conscious of what, you know, like what injustices are going on or like what she's saying. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of influencers have really given her grace during those times. Mm -hmm. And I I just feel like during those times would have been a better time to do that, like self-reflection and like that growth. And Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe this is just like the straw that broke the camel's back for her as well. Mm -hmm. But so, I mean, it's possible, but I guess that's just kind of where I'm at with it, that she's had a lot of chances. Yeah. Like you're doubtful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm hoping that this is a big enough wake up call because I, I don't know if I know everything, but I know people have talked about cultural appropriation in the past. And so I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that she has learned from that because Hopefully she took a little bit of time to learn from that. I hope, but you're right. She didn't connect the dots apparently to say, okay, what else do I need to learn about racial relations and racial reconciliation in this country? And she didn't make that jump. And 
definitely not a lot, not enough white people make that to say, mm-hmm. okay, if, if I offended here and I was ignorant here, where else am I being ignorant? So hopefully other people do learn from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is a very public face. Mm-hmm. You know, she is definitely in the newsletters and on the website and it's, it's not, it's not right. just her name that's that's on the planner. It's it's we see her face all over the place and mm-hmm. and right. like like Caitlin said, a rebranding uh, to call it you know maybe change it to EC Designs or or some mm-hmm. you know something like that. I, I mean, I love saying I use an Erin Condren planner. I mean, I love not not because it's like status or whatever I mean it's just I I love I love my planner I it Mm -hmm. brings me a lot of happiness and um there's so many new things on the website right now that I haven't seen because you know I've been on this no spend for the last couple of months which I know Caitlin doesn't fully um support (laughs) or believe in or understand um but I have stayed away from the website just because I haven't been spending any money but there's so many new things that you know, I, I would love to outfit my desk in all the mid-century circles and to just make right. everything. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm, I love, I love the aesthetic. I, I think that that's, it's quality products and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it just, it, it saddens me that, that she is not, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel yeah. like it's aware, like self, like awareness. It's like I, I want for her to it's kind of like, you know, you find out that your favorite singer like kicked a puppy or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. like, no, yeah. you wrote this beautiful song and then you kicked a puppy. Like, how could you do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I think that I'd be I, I hope they listen to the diversity committee that they formed and that they talk to them about if they want rebranding and, and their influence, like I've been talking a lot to their black influencers and other influencers of color. So I really hope that they do listen to that because I don't think rebranding is a, is a bad idea either. And I do like what you, what you all were saying about trusting Tanya, the new CEO. I really think that her leadership is what helped me have faith still in Mm -hmm. the company. So hopefully they're talking about that and considering that and, and seeing like what, what do their influencers and customers of color want to see? And I, I would not be opposed to all of the white people that are involved in this to just step back and not make any more decisions and just let (laughs) the black influencers decide from here, like, here's what needs to happen. Yeah, I Um, I agree. Because basically, and we've talked about, we've mentioned this before on the show, none of the apologies that have been given right now have anything to do with me. Exactly. Um, Same. Because, you know, yes, right. the co- I mean, the COVID stuff, I mean, like the right, stuff right. with like the coronavirus, like, I guess you could say that she could apologize to the entire world for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. right. But, you know, as far <laughs> as the racial relations stuff goes, she does not owe me an apology for that stuff. She has not done anything that would, it offends me for the black community, but it, right. you know, it's, it's not my apology to accept at this point, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to go into the store in Austin and there to be all of these beautiful spreads and all of these faces in there and not one of them to be black, mm-hmm. like that is a problem. Like there, yep. there are, there are influencers. There are so mm-hmm. many talented black women in this community that are creating in those planners that are spending their money on those planners they need to be represented in that store. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And it, it just, it's, it's time. It's, it's, it's past time for yeah, them to see like, time. you know, that mm-hmm. this is, that this is something that, that needs to be changed. And mm-hmm. if nothing, we, we've talked about how 2020 is just this trash fire of a year, but mm-hmm. think of all the wonderful things that can change because of the crap that we've come, that we've dealt with this year. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. if, if we can get more representation in the planner community, um, yeah. you know, I think that that's a beautiful thing. I mean, if you look at, you know, Villa Beautiful, if you look at that, um, you know, Tiff from Villa Beautiful put together a beautiful PR team. She really did. She did a mm-hmm. stand up job with that. that. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, she did. She did a beautiful job. Um, and then American Crafts didn't put one black person on their PR team. No, they did not. And it was a very large PR team. I mean, I it was really like, was. Geez, there's like 25 people on here, and you couldn't find one black person to represent your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just uh, there's just it's mm, I I'm stumbling now because I'm frustrated. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I just feel like I am hopeful, like you said, that change will come, especially to the brand that I love. And like, you know, kind of like what you said, I want to stay with them because I want for them to see that they do have the support so that when they do make the changes, they know that we're still behind them. Right. Um, And I I do. I mean, I appreciate that already. They've made most of the changes that I think they could make in a short time. So I think that um, like seeing in the back to school collection, the affiliates who received the early preview boxes and got to make videos and stuff it was very different than even last year who would have gotten it so being able to see that I have been encouraged by and even even seeing that they came out the Spanish teacher planner some people think that that was a response to everything happening but it doesn't it takes more than a couple of months to translate a whole planner and get that into production so um so I appreciate that when Tanya said that that's something that she cares about, it seems like she is acting on her word and is trying to do those things. And even, I don't know if you've been keeping up that she has committed to posting every two weeks on their blog about changes that they're making and about updates they're doing. And then I appreciate that she's been doing that for the last three weeks and even seeing what she puts is encouraging to me so far. Yeah. I like her very much. I think she do too. Yeah. I think she's, um, I think she's good, good leadership Mm -hmm. for the company. And, um, Mm -hmm. I am very excited to see kind of where things go. I like um, I like the idea of having black artists design covers. Right. Um, and then, you know, the proceeds going to the organization of their choice. I like mm-hmm. I like that idea. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that have been floated around, you know, since we've been listening to all of the things that they've been talking about that that I like. Um, you know, I like that they're talking about. So. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's switch gears just a little bit because um, you kind of, um, you know, we, we'll bring it, we'll bring it kind of back up and you know, <laughs> take it out of the planner world a little bit um, just because you are really into Enneagram types. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't know, is that the way that, is that, is that the way that you would say that? Like you're into that or are you, um, is yeah. that something that like, is that something that kind of like guides your life or that you, you know knowing that about yourself, is that, you know, is that helpful? What is your Enneagram type? And like, how, how does that, like, how does knowing that like change, like help your life or 
yeah, how does knowing question. That, yeah, how does knowing that about myself? Because Caitlin and I know ours too. Yeah, we do. But um, but how does I don't under, really understand how knowing that about myself like accentuates my life in any way. So talk about that a little bit since we're gonna move away from planners and yes, we're all gonna you know keep giving Aaron Condren a chance and now we're gonna talk about something else. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll start out with saying I am not trained or a coach like some people are in the Enneagram. Some people have told me that I should be because I like reading about it so much, but you know, I'm focusing more on the planner stuff, I guess. And, but the, so this is a good question. How much does it affect me? So, okay. I'll start with, you all know this because you saw my, my page, but I'm an Enneagram type one. And so there are nine types in the Enneagram that people can be. If they take the test, you'll, you'll get a number between one and nine. And then you can also get a secondary number that is your wing. And that's, one of the two numbers that borders yours. So it's, it's circular. So mine can either be a nine or a two, or I could kind of be between, between both common misconception that I see everywhere is people saying they're like a four wing seven. I'm like, you can't be a four wing seven, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my sister and I will text each other and say, like, ah, don't comment on this, but I need to, I need to let out this pet peeve of mine. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's the overall. And from what I've read again, you might get people writing into you that correct me because I am not a coach on this, but from what I've read from the main site and from other, other sites and even coach pages on Instagram, because there are plenty of them if for people who are interested, um, is that, uh, is that the Enneagram sprouts from your, your biggest fear, which correlates to your biggest desire. So I think with the way that that has affected my life or affects my life is what you say. Mm, I think maybe I was a little bit self-aware of this before even taking the Enneagram, but it does, I think, help me with to reflect on my motivations, but also other people sometimes I know in my family is just to think, okay, am I letting this fear or basic desire over influence decisions or things like that that I'm making? So for me, for the type one, the basic fear is that you're in like intrinsically a bad person and so the basic desire is to be good and to be seen as good and so that that leads to perf the the type being it's either called the reformer or the perfectionist so in mine that's what that is and it talks about how messages you receive as a child whether that's from parents or other close people can lead to that so me maybe not hearing that I'm good or that affirmation could lead to that. So my sister and I talk about how it's kind of depressing <laughs> the things when yeah. you get into that. <laughs> it's like, oh, type ones hear this type. She's a type seven, and so they, you know, she didn't feel like she was she had security or was safe or whatever, um, which is similar to six. So um, that that can seem sad, but it is true that people have things within them that motivate them. My husband is less serious about the Enneagram and I wouldn't say that that's the biggest thing that drives me but I think that it's fun and helpful to if people can say yes this is my basic desire or this is something that really motivates me then it's helpful to know that about them and to be able to interact with them and support them accordingly oh wow okay so Caitlin you're a two I'm a two, yeah. but I don't know much about it. I, I only know it because I took the yeah. test and then like I repost stuff on Instagram. Like that's, that's my knowledge base about Enneagram. But, but that's, I, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the two is like, they're the one that wants to help and they're kind of like yes. the giver. Is that my understanding? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that, and that, yeah, that fits you perfectly. 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah. well, I would describe myself, and I've never been, like, quote, diagnosed or anything, but I would describe myself as almost an empath. Like, I can mm-hmm. walk into a room and, like, I can, like, sense the energy. That sounds very weird and kind of, like, hippy-dippy out there, but, like, I don't know. And, like, my mom is a very intense personality, and so, like, I can walk in and, like, know if she's having, like, a good day or a bad day. Same thing, like, with my husband. Like, I can kind of feel his energy, and I'm like, well, I got to go into the other room <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, and, but yeah, and so being like an over helper and like an over giver, I feel like mm-hmm. is, is totally me. And you know, the empath stuff, I have a lot. I and listen, you can you can call being an empath hippy dippy all you want, but I yeah. totally, I I I totally believe that I have some of that too. And mm-hmm. I think that it it makes being a teacher very difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. because when I walk into my classroom and I absorb all of the different energies in my classroom, it makes me very exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I know that some of that comes from like, OK, this one is having an up day. This one's having a down day and I'm absorbing all of these different kinds of things. And um, I, I'm the same way that, that you are, Caitlin, that when I walk into a room, I can absorb the person that in the rooms kind of like energy and know like that they're having that they're they're having trouble or they're in a bad mood or they're whatever Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but my enneagram is a three Mm -hmm. and that i believe means that i am motivated Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of like once i focus on a goal nothing is going to stop me is that right like i'm I'm kind (laughs) of like a i'm success oriented yeah so Um, the type three exactly is an achiever and with you relating to the type two that might be your wing because it is right next to you so you might feel that empathy because maybe your wing is a two mm-hmm. um you know what i don't mean to like correct you but my wing <laughs> is a four okay it might not be um, but it might be <laughs> i did when i took the test i was i had some twos and some fours but my my numbers were more mm-hmm. three four mm-hmm. interesting um, you you agreed with it when you were reading it Yes, but I don't awesome. know as much about the four as I do the two, except for what I know about the two from Caitlin, because yes. <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm not a helper because I am a teacher. So I do have some of that. So, I mean, I have I have elements of like two, three and four, but I'm definitely fully a three. Like I, I know that that is, you know, yeah. once uh, once I decide that I'm going to do something like when I decided I was going to start my Instagram, I was like, bam, I'm going to do mm-hmm. this. And now I've like grown it into this big thing. And you know, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I like I kind of I, I hit something really, really hard when I hit it. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I decided I was going to be a teacher, I was like, bam, I'm going to be a teacher. And now I've been doing it for all these, you know, like I just mm-hmm. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely the achiever. Um, and I also know that if I don't want to do something, I am not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to do well at it at all. Like, right. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of like, there's no like gray area for me. Like if I'm not interested in something that I am so not interested, like I am such a three. Um, and <laughs> so true. Uh, <laughs> she really is. Uh, but it's like, good. I, it's good to correct me because something that I've appreciated about pages that I have read by people who are actually trained is that you can't tell someone their Enneagram type from their actions because it's based off motivation. So you might be empathetic and I might be empathetic, but they're from different motivations. So we can't just say, Oh, your house is clean. So you must be a perfectionist. And that might not be why it might be because you want to feel loved, which is a different number. So 
I'm glad yeah. that you corrected be- oh. and feel free to correct people because it's about the motivation, not about the external. So what drives you to be an achiever and what drives you to want to do those things and doesn't do those things is what would make you a three. So, yes. but it does yeah. come out similarly. Right. Like so, if my, if my house is clean, it's because I decided that I wanted my house to be clean and I was going to achieve that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, the same thing for me, like if my house is clean, it's because I want it to be like a welcoming space and I want to give that to other people. Right. And if mine yeah. is, it's because I think that's what good people do. Like, oh, if I'm going to be good, I need to make sure my house is clean. It's not because I'm trying to achieve anything. It's like, oh, I need to make sure people know I'm a good person. Okay. Mm. So it's about the motivation. Yeah. Okay. So now it's kind of starting to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I also really kind of understand where it, where the fear comes in too, mm-hmm. because I also do have this fear of failure Mm-hmm. And right. that's what threes is, is to threes basic desire is to feel valuable or worthy and their fear is to, that they're worthless. Yeah. Which is sad. Wow. Yes, yeah. That is I really know. Sad. <laughs> but, but I mean, but, two is equally sad to be loved unconditionally is a basic desire and a basic fear is being unwanted or unworthy of love. Well, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was based, not that my parents didn't love me as a child, mm-hmm. but I feel like they weren't very like vocal about it necessarily. Like they didn't say things like outright, like, Oh, I'm really proud of you. Like I was constantly like mm-hmm. achieving and achieving and achieving and achieving and never really like receiving that feedback. Not, not to say that my parents weren't good parents because we definitely had a great, a great upbringing, but I think maybe right. like we all do as parents don't necessarily know how to parent our child correctly. Right. Exactly. Wow. I mean, I've- no one's really perfect. Feel parent. Like, yeah. I feel like you just nailed it. Like you just nailed me. Like you just got me because <laughs> see, that's why I was like, you. Uh, well, okay. Not Caitlin. Now Caitlin's going to try to get dirty with it in here. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Is, I'm a middle school teacher. I can't help it. Like, like we've gone after dark at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> um, so, no, but I mean, Caitlin, don't you, I mean, as long as you've known me, Caitlin, don't you think that feeling worthless is one of my biggest fears? Yes, uh, because I remember where when we first started becoming friends and you had all of these things to say about your physical appearance and like placing your worth in that. And I was like, girl, just put on a bikini. It's really fine. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> yeah. And then, and you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's really strange how even my Enneagram has had to play a part in me putting on the bikini and running around on the beach, even with how I look right now. Mm-hmm. Like, because that is something I, I set a goal. I said this summer, I'm going to put on my bikini and I'm going to photograph myself in it. And I'm going to walk around on the beach with my children in my bikini. And I'm not going to care what anybody else says. And I achieved that. And she mm-hmm. did that thing. And my <laughs> motivation didn't have anything. My And, and you know, and my fear was that I would, would fail at that because of feeling not worthy mm-hmm. of, of wearing that bikini. And, um, gosh, it really does dictate like so many, pro- I'm going to have to start reading up on this more. <laughs> That's what happened to me. That's how I ended up how I am <laughs> because yeah. it does help. And I would say that I've, like when I hear people, they do, when I hear people try to self, it's not diagnosed, self type themselves, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that, a lot of people think that they're twos because they're like, yes, I'm such a helper. I feel like that's the one that is over. I think you took the test, so you know. But I think mm-hmm. the, the most common one is people are like, I'm such a helper. And I'm like, okay, 
that's awesome. But any type can be a helper still. So it's right. like, what is that motivation? Why are you motivated to help people? So, right. Well, and I think Leanne knows that I'm almost like an over helper. Mm-hmm. Like I'll walk, I'll walk into a room and I'll, I'll walk into a phone call or even a text with her. And I'm like, well, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Like, can, yes. can I, or I'll walk into the room and like my husband's just sitting there and I'm like, can I get you some water? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing. Or like, I'll make sure that like, I'm making dinner for my kids because I want them to, you know, value me in that way. Or I don't know, like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm almost the over helper, if that makes sense. And the motivation there and the motivation there for you is because you want for us, the people in your life to see the value in you. Exactly. Yeah. So love her that's part of my love language. Yeah. Like I would love it if like, like acts of service are one of like my biggest things in like love mm-hmm. languages. Like that's a whole other thing, but yeah. Like but very yeah. related to twos. That's very yeah. common. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's yeah. so fascinating. So yeah. you said, you told us before we started recording that your husband is also a three. She Ooh. is. So is are there, three. so are there different Enneagram types that do better together? Yes. Well, you can. So if you go to the main Enneagram page, which is EnneagramInstitute.com, I think, mm-hmm. um, just Google Enneagram Institute and it'll come up. It tells you how the relationships, it gives you great in-depth description of every uh, everything we're talking about, how you do at work and then also relationships. And so it's interesting because it talks about how my type one with his type three, that it's very while loving marriage, it's also very intellectual because both those types are thinker types. And so, or, you, you know, like achievers and then perfectionists that we're, we're striving mentally to, to prove ourselves essentially. And so mm-hmm. I have definitely seen that in our marriage. And it's also cool when we team up then to see the, kind of the powerhouse that that is as, which kind of brings us full circle to what we we're talking about before. <laughs> right. Yeah. So wow. you can be your content manager. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because it seems to me like that if couples would take the test and figure out their Enneagram types, then it would mm-hmm. give them some insight on their marriage. Yeah. Right. And you all were I talking agree. about earlier how you've probably seen memes and stuff that talk about how to best love the types. And it really does go into this basic desire, basic need that people have to hear. And and maybe when we're acting a certain way, where that's coming from and how you can interpret that properly instead of how maybe what it would mean if you acted that way. Yeah, exactly. I know. And uh, like okay. my husband and I did some marriage counseling. Um, Well, we, I mean, we do it every so often, but we were like really big into it, like probably a year ago. And like when we <laughs> learned about the love languages and how best to love each other and how to like serve each other, it was like an eye opener. Like mm-hmm. most of the conflict that we had pretty much disappeared once we learned yes. like how to fulfill each other's love languages. Yes, the love same. languages are so interesting. It's, mm-hmm. They're so interesting to me because, um, and Brittany probably doesn't know this, but um, I am currently <laughs> separated from my husband, and um, and it's okay. Everybody, don't like I'm I'm not crying about it anymore, but it's okay. Um, it's good. Like everybody, everybody's good. Um, yeah. But one of the things that I noticed when I started learning about love languages was that we kind of instinctively give love the same way that we want to receive it. Right. Exactly. So for instance, my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly like trying to touch on my husband, rub on my (laughs) husband and like tell him all the time, like I like this or I, you know, you, you're good at this or you're, you know, 
And that's not the way that he receives love. Right. right. So I was giving him love the way that I receive it. Exactly. Yeah. And his love language is like acts of service. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So he was showing me love by like doing stuff for me. I wonder right. if he's a two. Um, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't <laughs> think he's ever taken the test. I, I, would, I would have to ask him to. Um, but you know, his love. So, so we were just kind of like, doing the opposite, not the opposite, but wouldn't say the opposite, right. but like he was doing for me what he needed. And I was doing mm -hmm. for him what I needed instead of the other way around. Right. right. Because it feels foreign, you know, yeah. like it really does. It, it feels really does. So... My love language is gifts. And I always want to get him gifts. And he's like, I don't care about gifts. I'm like, but it's your birthday. He's like, I still don't care. We never yeah. get gifts. And I'm like, but but gifts, they bring you some happiness. I know, because that's your love language. You, exactly. need to, you need to receive the gifts to feel love, not him. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, just I think like, that's one of my love languages, too. And like my husband, yeah. so he's very environmentally conscious. Like if I never bought him another thing <laughs> in his entire life, he would probably love that. Um, <laughs> but I'm always like, oh, it's your birthday. Like, what can I get you? That's so special. It's so fun. Yeah. And he's like, no, thank you. Like, just don't give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes I know. yeah so you know all of those times when I'm rubbing on my husband <laughs> and I feel like look at me showing you love I'm showing mm -hmm. you all this love he's not feeling love from that because that's not the way he receives love right right and then he's not rubbing on me and I'm over here like not feeling loved because he's right. not rubbing on yeah. me yeah but he's doing all of these things for me, but I don't care about these things that he's doing. I'm like, I don't care if you get me a glass of water. I can get my own water. Like, I don't need for you to get me water. That is yeah, not right. how that You're is like, not just how, come up here and snuggle. Would you like just snuggle, like rub my foot just for a minute? Like, did you just like, you know, like just, just touch me for just a second. Like just come up behind. You know what? Here's what you can do, sir. While I'm getting my water, just come up behind me in the kitchen and rub my back. Like that, you know, <laughs> yes, like I'll get my good. own water. But, and that's, I feel like that that's one of the ways that we kind of went wrong in our marriage was that mm -hmm. we, we just never really got used to like swapping it, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I never did mm -hmm. get used to like doing stuff for him because I'm not a helper like that. I'm, I'm not, I am very much of the mindset of you have perfectly you know your legs work fine so you can go and get your own stuff <laughs> and he is not an overly affectionate person so he never really understood like well I told you that I love you why do you need for me to rub on you all day long like like we just it just never so it's just the insight that you get from like knowing those things mm -hmm. and marriage obviously takes effort but I think that you know and obviously not everybody is meant to be together forever. And, you know, we could talk about marriage, you know, for the rest of our lives and still right. never figure it all out. And some marriages work and some don't and whatever. But, you know, I think that if couples would take the Enneagram test and learn these things about each other, that that could be very valuable to their to their marriages. And, and you know, knowing that this is how, you know, this is how a two needs to be loved and this is how a three needs to be loved and all mm -hmm. of those things. And. It's just, it's fascinating. I, I really uh, thank you for, for bringing all of this to the show because I think that there are people that are probably going to run right out to that website and, and learn about this. If, you know, listeners, if you haven't taken this test, I think you should definitely take it. Um, yeah, it, it, it is a helpful. I think the most important thing is just make sure the person 
identify like says that they agree with what result they get otherwise you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to have that foundation to start on and disclaimer for everyone listening the test on the official site is not free but it is the most accurate so i recommend that one Uh if you can otherwise there are free tests but they are less accurate and go read your type on the official and a lot of the free tests will give you three results three possible results your top three go read the types on the page because i do feel like the enneagram is one of those where you can self-identify with reading it because it is so personal. Right. And I, I think that it's very important when you're answering questions on a test like that is to be a hundred percent honest. Right. And like really like take a minute to think about it because I feel like when I was taking it, at least there were several answers that could have been correct, but Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, but which one is the most correct? Mm -hmm. Well, and there's times when I think I take tests like that or like, you know, when you're a teenager and you're taking the Cosmo quiz, Cosmo quiz, you yes. know, and like you really want to be this, but you know, you're that. So you answer yes. the questions like a certain way so that you get this result instead of that one uh-huh. or whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, there might be there might be choices on the test that you're like, well, I would really rather be this way. But, you know, yeah. in your heart that you're not like just right. nobody's going to nobody's going to see your answers. Just answer the stuff correctly and get the right. Everyone result. knows you're really a Slytherin. Just right. yeah. uh-huh. and Josh, I am a full, full Slytherin. Yes, yes. I am. Kate, Caitlin is a full blooded Slytherin. She cut you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now she'll help you. She'll bring you a band aid afterwards. I will. So she. Um, <laughs> but I'm wearing mm-hmm. green all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Caitlin, um, how are you so enjoying your What do you guys think? Is it currently paper, paper company? I think I so. love it. Since we can't leave the house right now, it's been so nice to have a digital service available for my crafting needs. I feel the same. Anytime I feel the urge to make something new. I just log into my Yay Day Paper Company account, and there's tons of fun ideas there. And because it's a monthly subscription service, they add more stuff every few weeks that I can play with. I never get bored. Yes, and I don't feel like I'm breaking the bank because the monthly cost is so affordable. Plus, if I ever get stuck or feel like I don't know what to do, they have videos, online tutorials, and product guides built into the website, so I always find the help I need. Girl, I have needed those tutorials more than once. So have I, but the learning is what makes it so much fun. I know, and right now, Spiced Chaos listeners can subscribe for less than everyone else. Yes, they can. Use code SPICEDYAY to save $5 off a year-long Yay Day subscription and code SPICEDYAY15 to save 15% off anything in their online shop. That's right. Go sign up now, everyone. We're off to craft. I think it's currently page time. Fun, fun. So, Brittany... (laughs) Did you make notes? Are you ready? Like, are you super prepared for currently page or do you just, are you just going to like kind of go off the cuff and wing it a little bit? Um, I, I looked at it. I'm so uh, ready. <laughs> um, I read your notes and then I took them away. Um, <laughs> no, I, I asked, I asked Danny, I asked my husband, I'm like, what, what have we been watching? Because do we have time to watch anything? But we, we figured it out. We figured it out. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I will go ahead and get started. Okay. And we're going to start at the top 
instead of switching it up this time because okay. you know I just I just don't know Caitlin if the listeners can handle all that <laughs> crazy switching up of the list. All right, that sounds good. They are order. They like order. They are. I players. mean, that episode last week where we were switching up all the things. Like I just don't know. If it, I mean, they are driving in their car. You know, we don't want to cause any accidents. So, um, <laughs> what are you What are you reading right now? So right now I've been reading this book called Be the Bridge that I'm going through with a group of people. It's about racial reconciliation. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to add that to my reading list. (laughs) Okay. So what kind of insights are you getting from, from that book? Can you like give us any, any, any like morsels or tidbits or have you just started? Well, I'm about halfway through the book. So, um, there's so much, I think already there have been snippets of u.s history that i didn't even know which isn't a surprise because there mm. we're not going to go down that route unless you want to but there's so much that is not told from perspective of black people so being able to hear about black history in the united states that i didn't even know that has been awesome it also talks about um group guilt and so that has been interesting to learn more about so as as a group of people as a group of white people or and that in this book the author talks that she writes from the perspective of being a christian because she worked at a church and so she talks about what that was like for her in the church context as well and so being able to look at that and think about that has been interesting oh wow interesting yeah, to, that's very yeah, interesting i've never yeah. thought about it like from a group like a and I, I hate to say I've never thought about it from a Christian perspective because that makes me sound I mean, like a okay. horrible heathen. <laughs> no, it um, doesn't. <laughs> I mean, most Christians haven't even thought about it from a Christian perspective. Most right. people just think about it from an individual perspective. But she's writing it as a black person in a culturally white church in Austin, actually, which is interesting and oh, very wow. applicable here. So. so it is very close to you. Um, it is very close to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as a person who has struggled with their faith, mm-hmm. um, part of my struggle has been the fact that um, faith and God and Jesus and Christianity was used against Mm -hmm. slaves during slavery Mm -hmm. um, as like a way to keep them in line. Right. And, you know, I have kind of, I have struggled with, you know, the idea that there are so many black people who have such strong faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Obviously, it is not my place to take away anyone's faith. That is their choice. That is their life. Mm-hmm. But I have never been able to understand, like, how can you separate, you know, that this religion was given to your ancestors as like a as like a weapon, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Is any I don't know if any of that is addressed in the book, but it's just it's something that is that 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 has always bothered me, Um, you know, yeah. that, that they would that they would have them that they would talk about like obeying your masters and stuff, because that's what God Mm -hmm. says that you're supposed to do. And you know, all of this stuff. And that's just, that's always really bothered me. And then even going back to like my literary background in the book, Huck Finn. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, Huck actually tells Jim Mm -hmm. that, you know, he is a slave and that God says all of this stuff about like slaves. And I mean, like it's, there's, there's, there's religious elements in that novel too, that right. when I was reading it, I was like, Oh, this does not make me feel good. So, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, to, to look at it from a group perspective, like as you know, from a, from the group of Christians, like I can just like, it's, it's something that I've struggled with for a long time. Right. So, and yeah, um, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. It infuriates me today 
seeing things that people who say they're Christians are posting. And even people in my own church are posting on Facebook sometimes in response to Black Lives Matter. So it's very true that being part of a church or being calling yourself a Christian does not make you act biblically. And so that's something that I do enjoy about the book is it's calling people in the church to, well, it's calling white people to repent of sins that other white people have done because you're still part of a group. And then it's also mm-hmm. calling Christians to apologize for things that have been done that aren't biblical that have been done in the name of Christianity. So I think that this author would agree with what you're saying, that those atrocities should be confessed and, and changed. Yes, absolutely. And maybe, and that's just, that's just like a drop in the bucket of like some of the issues that I have had with, with Christianity and religion in general. But, um, but yeah, it sounds like a fascinating book. It really does. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my list too. Um, Wow. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it so far. And the cool thing I think is that it, it ties in biblical references, but I think even people who even people who are anti-Christianity, and I'm not saying you are like some people are apathetic, some people are anti, that even there's the focus of the book is still so much about racial reconciliation that there's something for everyone that's interested in that, which I appreciate. Right. Well, and, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, at, right. at this point, I wouldn't say that I'm really anti any anything. I, I just, right. I, for my own personal life, I'm still trying, I'm still searching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I, I, what I think is that faith is beautiful. Um, and that people who have faith that is so like unwavering and like they use that as like a comfort in their life. I think that that is, that that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And that is why I would never like, you know, fault anyone of any color for, Mm -hmm. you know, continuing to, you know, practice their faith, Mm -hmm. even, even with the background that, you know, even with, the stuff right. that I think, however I feel about it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, the reconciliation between, you know, I, I like the idea of the Christian church kind of saying, yeah, this was bad and we need to mm-hmm. acknowledge that this was bad. And, um, but there's, I feel like there's a lot of things that the church needs to say this was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interpretations out there for sure that are being. Yeah. And I agree but, with you. I think it's the, yeah. the white church predominantly. Cause I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. was a reverend, so he was right. taking the Bible and showing that it doesn't say what it does. Oppressors mm-hmm. were saying that it says so. Exactly, it's really, really interesting. Yes. to see that. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That's so. Yeah, that is so true. Oh, gosh. that is very true. I love that. Oh, I feel like that this episode has just been like, oh my gosh, thank you, Brittany. I like, know, yeah. right? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh. Me again. This has been a great start to my weekend. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. good. Okay. So what's, what's next, All right. Caitlin? So we've got, what are you planning right now? <laughs> what are you that's, planning? That's a good question. <laughs> right. So actually, well, so th- there's actually something we have planning. So our lease ran out a couple weeks ago of our apartment and we moved into our first house. So we're still renting, but it's the first time I've lived in a house since I was like two. So that's exciting. And so we live in a house now. So I'm planning basically just figuring out how we're living here now. So we're getting things like a hose that we never needed before, a lawnmower that we never needed before. So a lot of a lot of that just home maintenance, learning how to live in a house. That's awesome. I love wow. that. I I loved it when we like moved from like our college apartment into like because we rented a duplex and we had to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. But I I love that little like getting those kind of like homey things. 
Yeah, it's fun because I grew up with just my mom. So single mom with three of us. And so we just moved around a lot. And so we always lived mm-hmm. in apartments. And so now to be able to have a house with, with our little our little planner tot has been fun, especially during That's quarantine awesome. when we can't go anywhere else. At least now she has a yard. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Gosh, there's so many little things like that that you don't think about yeah. getting a hose. That is not exactly. a fun purchase. Yeah, that is not fun. That is not a fun thing to buy. Like, I well, thought it was go fun. To, gotta go to Lowe's and get the hose. So exactly, you're a poet and you didn't know it. I know. Um, I know. We had. I remember when we um, when we were like, oh my gosh, we need a leaf blower. Yeah, <laughs> we need a weed whacker. We need a you know we need a chainsaw. Like there's all of these yard things that like people See, I don't just even have. Know that. Someone needs right. to yeah. Someone needs There's, to DM me and tell me how to how to live in a house, please. Are like <laughs> you need just be a you grown know, up and tell me what to do. Are like you realize that you need a rake. Yeah. Like you know, it's like it's fall comes the first time that you live in your home and like you're inundated with all of these leaves and you're like, what am I supposed to do? There's like, there's I can't even walk. There's so many leaves out here. Right. And, and ours is like, the opposite because our neighborhood is not like oak trees where leaves are like falling like that, but we are like. It looks like a wooded area, basically. It looks like we live in the forest, but there's, like, pine trees everywhere. And so it gets windy in Oregon in the winter, and so all of the pine leaves or pine needles fall into the ground, and then they get tracked into the house. And nobody told me that I would be sweeping my house, like, ten times a day during the (laughs) fall and winter. Aw, your house looks like the end of Christmas all the time. It does. Exactly, Leanne. You're correct. Because uh, you know how when you take the Christmas tree out of your house and yes. it's dead for a couple of weeks and all the pine <laughs> right. needles fall off. and then It's you're very true. For, you're vacuuming yeah. forever trying to get all the pine needles. But yeah, I mean, no one ever said, okay, now you own a home. Here's your starter kit with all your yard <laughs> stuff. That is a great Patreon idea if anybody wants to do that. Your home starter kit. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that see, that's what we need. Um, okay. I would pay for that subscription box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, who, how do you know that you need a rake? Right? You know, that would be like, a great subscription box, like a first time <laughs> homeowner subscription would. box. And every month you get like, like two items that you need for your house. Yes, I love it. Or, um, yeah, you need um, one of those vacuum cleaners that's got like the water in it, like the steam cleaner. Yes, a steam mop. Yes, especially if you have wow. a, a two-year-old, you know, like that spills stuff on the carpet so that you can like, not one yeah, of those big ones, not one of those big ones that you have to rent. <laughs> not just, like, Does it work on the couch too? Yeah, like one of those Perfect. ones that, that has like the attachment so that you can like run it along the, the, the surface. Of, yeah, and they, like these are just things that um are like you need a, um, you need one of those dusters that you can get like that will reach all the way up to the ceiling fans. <laughs> Right. And like, who, who told me that I was going to have to be cleaning baseboards on my hands and knees all like, the time? Why? Oh, why did nobody tell me this? No. Like, what are they even for? Like, why am I always cleaning them? <laughs> and why, why is it that the couch is in front of them and they're still getting dirty? Like, why is it that, you know, my mom is always coming over and she's like, Hey, fun project today. Let's move the couch and clean the baseboards. And I'm like, get out. <laughs> I'm like I invited you over for wine. I did not invite you I know. over Why for baseboards. Why did the moms cleaning. do that? <laughs> moms She's like, do that. Your baseboards are looking dusty. I'm like, I've never even seen my baseboards. Like, what are you even talking about? 
<laughs> oh, yes, living at a home is living in a home is fun. But you know what? Some of those <laughs> things, like some of the ba- the baseboard stuff, that comes in with living in an apartment too, though. Like, right, it's, it's very it's true. The, it's the yeah. outside maintenance that that you have to that you have to get used to when you're living in a um in a house. So, but I will right. say, I do wish I had like a landlord to call when something broke exactly. because when you're a homeowner, it's exactly. just exactly. Yes. So yes, that's the first thing that I noticed when we moved out of our apartment and into our home. (laughs) The first time something broke and we had to fix it ourselves, I was like, this sucks. I want to go back to the apartment. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I was like, this is not good. I was like, I do not like being responsible for everything in this house at all. Right. And my husband actually tricked me for the first like couple of years of our marriage. I I guess I assumed and I was like, you know, living by stereotypes that because he was like a techie type that he wasn't very <laughs> handy. And he tricked me and like, let me believe that and let me just call people to have things <laughs> fixed. But he is very handy. Brian can fix the things. Well, that's good. That's good that he can fix things because I mean, like I have um, like banisters in my house that need to be fixed and like all kinds of stuff, but nobody's I'll send him fix- over. Yeah. Just, just fly Bri Bri over to Charlotte <laughs> so that he can fix that stuff. Um, okay. So what are you, what, what are you watching? You guys, you said you got this together. So what are you guys watching? So I don't know the rules here. Am I allowed to say more than one thing or do I have to pick one no, thing? No, say anything. You can, you can choose say anything for sure. you want. <laughs> okay. So we we each kind of have something that we've been making everyone watch. So what Danny has been having us watch is this glass blowing show. I don't even know what it's called. <gasps> I love Ooh. glass blowing. Okay. It's it's like a reality <sighs> competition, you know, where every week someone gets eliminated. So they have to make these different things based off the theme of that week. So I actually mm-hmm. love shows like that. So I have been hooked. So if I think it's on Netflix, I might be lying. It might be on Hulu, but it's on one of those. If you want to look it up, okay. so your preferred thing. streaming service. <laughs> exactly. I do. Yeah. I love, I love when, whenever I'm scrolling on Facebook and I come across a, here's a cool glass blowing. Look at this. I watch <laughs> and watch. I love to watch people blow glass. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. That's it's fascinating. Fantastic. I had never really watched anything like that before. and didn't even really know how it was made. So, you know, yes. there you know. Yeah, I know. Um, my show that I prefer, I like all the dance shows, eating dance stuff like that. So what I've been watching recently that's on is World of Dance. That's fun. Ooh. Jennifer Lopez Ooh. and Neo and people are the judges there. So oh. brings people from all over the world. They have their dance competition. And similarly, people get eliminated and there's a winner at the end. Nice. That sounds exciting. Yeah. That yeah. does sound exciting. So what <laughs> kind of, so you dance, like, were you a dancer growing up or you just like to like Zumba in your house or like what? what <laughs> I mean, Zumba is awesome, but I mean, I did a little bit of dance. I did a little bit of dance in high school and then I did some dance in college. So, but that's, that's the extent of it. I'm not like one of the people that I wish I could have been to dance since they were like three or something. Okay. So that'd be the dream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have never actually watched one of those, um, dance competition mm-hmm. shows. Um, but I have always watched like the recaps on some of those other shows yes. like entertainment tonight and stuff like that. And one of the things that I've always noticed about them is how beautiful their costumes are. Like, yes. yes. Um, and I just think like how awesome it would be just like to, to get to wear one of those like pretty, <laughs> um like right? sparkly things that they wear um I feel the same exactly. way about figure skating 
Yes. Yes. Um, that they wear all those like beautiful things with like the little skirts and like they have those pretty cutouts like in like pretty Me shapes too. along their bodies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just, yeah, I, I like I like that. So um, well, that's that's awesome. Caitlin, uh, what are you watching? You mentioned something to me last night. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, what you were... so they this comedy group, they used to be just like a comedy group on YouTube, um, but then they came up with this brand and it sounds ridiculous, but the brand is called Rooster Teeth. And so you can go to their website and like watch all of their shows. But we're watching this show that they produce and there's two seasons, but the seasons are short. They're only like six episodes each and it's called Day Five. And so the premise of the show is that... Um, a bunch, like most of society, including animals, uh, every time they fall asleep, they die. And they start the show on day five of these people like trying to stay awake so that they don't die and like figure out like what's going on. So it's really interesting. Wow. I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, so since we're doing one of our currently things, um, yeah. <laughs> since, since I've been on vacation, like, so I'm on vacation with my um, best girlfriend from high school. Mm-hmm. And um, we do not have very similar tastes in television shows. <laughs> so, you know, That's I've great. been tr- like I've we're driving down to the beach and I'm I'm talking to her about like, OK, so what if we watch The Office? Like, we can start from the beginning. I know you've never seen it. Like, what if we watched it from the beginning and you gave it a try? And she's like, no, nah, I've seen a couple episodes. I'm not really interested in that. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, so what if we watch the Gilmore Girls from the beginning? Like, let's just start it from the beginning and you just give it a chance. And she's like, nah, I'm not really interested in that. Um, and then she she names a couple of things and I'm like, nah, no, I don't want to watch any of that at all. Um, so we finally landed on wedding shows. Oh, yes. yes. You cannot go wrong with Stay Yes. So, yes. So what, what we have been watching um, so this week we watched um, Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yes. On um, on Netflix. Okay, but can and, you imagine doing that for real? Oh my gosh, these people are the bravest people in the world. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I seriously. And and this this season on Netflix actually takes place in Charlotte. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. So Allison's like, I want to meet these people. Like, I want to be like friends with them. <laughs> Did you make it? Did you not make it? Like, what's your story? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I want to know. So, um, and we still have a couple episodes left of that. So we haven't finished that yet. But, um, and then we also watched Say I Do Surprise Weddings. Mm-hmm. Oh, where like, you know, the couple is like they were engaged or they've never been engaged or they're, they've been together for a long time and they have like a really sweet story. And then, you know, one of them proposes to the other and then they get married like the following weekend. Fun. And um, I can't remember the names of the hosts, but of course, all three of the hosts are like these beautiful men. Like they are just these gorgeous <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just like looking at the hosts, like they're just these gorgeous men. Um, Nate Burkus's husband is one of the hosts. Oh, nice. Okay, winner. I think I want to say his name is Jeremiah, but I if, please, guys, if you've watched the show and I'm wrong about that, like just <laughs> come into my DMs and just you can cut nice. me out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he is such a beautiful human being. Like he's just so beautiful, and the way the hosts get like emotionally involved in the couple's Aww. lives and their stories. And, um, you know, by the time the wedding actually happens, like the hosts are crying and every, oh my God, it's just, it's so, it's been so much fun this week to watch. Um, and now we're watching, um, this show about, um, people who have autism Okay. and they're falling in love. It's like, oh, it's, it's like romance and autism. 
And like, it's, Mm. it's like documenting all of these people who are on the spectrum. It's called like love on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's all about these people who are on the autism spectrum and, um, how they're like getting along in their dating lives. Wow. I thought that would be really interesting. Yes. Like just, we're just been watching all these love shows and it's just been, it's just been Uh, really kind of, it's been really kind of fun and it's been very uplifting because all the shows have been very positive. mm -hmm. Um, and, um, it's kind of just kept us in a really good mood. Right. Um, because I have a tendency to watch some stuff that can be kind of downer. Yeah. And Um, you need to be (laughs) uplifted when you're on a vacation with children. Yeah, and all of this stuff has been somewhat, like, mostly clean, so we can watch it with the kids in the room. Oh, fun. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, there were moments of that Married at First Sight that we were like, ooh, let's fast forward through this. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but once we got past, like, some of that, like, what sex position do you like? Oh. Um, you know, like, we, once we got past some of that stuff, um, you know, we it was fine to watch. So um, we've, we've been enjoying that. So... Um, all right, moving on. What is next on our list, Caitlin? Oh, dang. Hold on. I don't have my list open. I actually oh. just read it and then I forgot. So, <laughs> I know. Super profesh. Okay. <laughs> Super profesh. Okay, so what are you eating right now? Well, not right now, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm not really eating that anything really exciting. I've had pasta and tacos, which I always love. But we did try, there's, since we moved, there's a new food truck just like a block away that has food from Honduras. And so I got to try Ooh. some stuff from there that I'd never had before. Ooh. Yum. That sounds delicious. Portland yeah. is known for food trucks. And so I'm always looking for a good food truck to try. Yeah. So what, um, do you remember, like, what kind of, what did you get? Like, what, what kind of food did you get? Oh, like- my husband's going to kill me because I don't remember the exact name of it. And that's okay. That's okay. Like, very time. But what it what it basically was is it had well they had breakfast ones that we got and then some that were I guess still probably breakfast but like bean and cheese but it's kind of like a tortilla folded within and then had stuff filled in it which I feel like is very common to Latin America as a whole but every country has kind of their own way of making something like that. Oh, um, so like you could say it's kind of like a quesadilla but not or like right. a, like. Okay. Okay. What was it like folded and melted or like folded? Yeah, it was melted. Like the one he got was chorizo and cheese and avocado and stuff. So yeah, it was like, uh, um, that sounds so good. It really does. Yes. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. Y'all don't even understand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and all the others is what they were called. Oh, I cheated. I looked it up. (laughs) Yum. Um, all we have eaten on our vacation is pizza. That sounds actually very good because Leanne, you know, I'm not allowed to eat pizza at my house because all of my family are lactose intolerant. Uh, So I have discovered a new favorite pizza. Oh, okay. What is it? And I have, I've liked this. I've had this before, but all of a sudden I'm like obsessed with it. And it's, Mm -hmm. I know that everyone has heard of it. It's margarita pizza. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just the tomato and the basil and the mozzarella and there's no pizza sauce on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is just so good because I really love that. What is that salad, that caprese salad? That's mm-hmm. like yes. mo- it's like caprese salad, but on a, or is it caprese? Capre- I don't know if I'm saying that right. So <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of DMs this week. Like, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> that's okay. That's um, all right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's like that salad on a pizza. 
Ooh, that sounds and, good. Um, there's a pizza is. place near. Yeah, there's a pizza place near our beach condo that makes really great pizza and we've been just like getting the kids like the cheese pizza and then Allison and I have been eating this margarita pizza we've had like three of them oh nice I know we just can't stop ordering and we just have them bring it out to the pool mm-hmm. oh perfect so now on the nights that we go out to the pool and we've already had dinner I'm like wait a minute where's the pizza like why <laughs> is there no pizza coming to the pool and she's um, like because we had hot dogs for dinner and I'm like no I need my pizza. <laughs> that's like Jack Sparrow on Pirates of the Caribbean why is the rum gone <laughs> Yes. Yes. Like, where is this pizza? Like, why, why am I out of this pool and there's no pizza here? So, um, but anyway, it's, it's been very interesting to be sitting at the pool in my bikini in front of everybody, just chowing down on pizza. Like I have really made huge strides in my life this summer, just like out here with my stomach out just like yeah if you live your best life yeah I'm sorry if you want to if you want if you don't want to look at it then just look away please right because there are plenty of people who do snap snap Mm -hmm. snap there are lots of people who want to watch me eat pizza so just step (laughs) off right there are only fan sites where you can get that oh my god okay so Brittany what are you loving right now I mean, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> so kind of I mean, we can talk about all the different things that I've eaten this week in my bikini if you want. <laughs> but that'll be twenty dollars. Sounds like it's yes. a whole other Instagram page that you yes. can be making right now. Uh-huh. Spice plans eats in her bikini. That's yes. the name of it. Mm-hmm. Word. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah. Um, that has been that has definitely been my life this week. Is just sitting by the pool and eating with my bathing suit on um that sounds lovely is there any is there like anything in your life right now that is just like stand out to you that's just like awesome or just being on our show is that what you're loving or I mean I have (laughs) been loving that I think the other thing I've been loving is finding outside activities to do with with our two-year-old so we just got her a water table and set it up yesterday and so it's a little things but it's so fun to see her joy in things that you know we take for granted now, see, the water table, that belongs mm-hmm. in your monthly homeowner's kit. It does. It really because does. They need to have a special one for people who have kids. Yes. I feel like that that's something that, like, everybody who has a yard now needs to get if you have children. <laughs> Caitlin, did yours ever have a water table in the backyard? Uh, no, we are um, not bougie, and we don't get water. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we just, <laughs> well, all the pools, we literally gave all the pools and sprinklers five... are sold out right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, we gave him a right. five-gallon bucket, and like obviously supervised, and <laughs> he would just like put water in, dump it out, climb his whole little <laughs> yes. body inside the bucket. It was multi-purpose. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. Well, we had we had um, one of those little plastic kiddie pools in the backyard for a while. Yeah. And oh yeah. That's... Then I yeah. Then I realized that it was expensive to put that much water in it. Because <laughs> that's like a hundred <laughs> gallons of water. Yeah, and it would get dirty really fast. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like a regular pool where it had like a filter and everything. Like as soon as like stuff started falling in it, the kids were like, "I'm not getting in that dirty thing." That's the best time. I'm sorry. Those are like my memories of my childhood is getting in the pool when yes. you, you like get out and you're covered with like grass clippings. <laughs> yes. Oh, nothing says summer like grass clippings all over your body. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> the itch of the grass clippings. Um, yes. Okay, so uh, what do we have coming up next? It's your turn, Caitlin. Okay, what are you dreaming right now? Lots of dreams. Just dreaming about going anywhere besides the house. <laughs> Planning a vacation. <laughs> yes, like that, your beach, pool, something like that. Definitely always a dream. Go to the beach. I, I told you I grew up in California, so being in the middle of the country is a little rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> um, so I am dreaming of just going and sitting down at a restaurant and not feeling guilty about it. Yes. Yes. Same. Because I know that restaurants in North Carolina are open. We're in like phase one or whatever, and restaurants are open. You can go and sit down at a restaurant, but I don't feel right about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I haven't done that, but I really miss it. Like I really miss just going yeah. down and having a meal at a restaurant. So. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just, I miss like having our routine, I think like getting my kids up for school and like do like, I just miss our, like our routine. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we have, we have big dreams guys, big dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when the little things are like, I feel like something like this, it like makes you realize like what was actually important, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I know. Now that it's, now that it's gone. Right. It'll so, be back. It'll be back. I have faith. <laughs> so what are you feeling? What are you feeling right now? Are you feeling anything deep? That's no, I feel like I feel mixed things based on. <laughs> I'm very up and down these days. I think with still, I'm still just very active on, I got back on Facebook with all the stuff recently. I had kind of drifted away from Facebook, but with everything going on, all the social justice issues and pandemic and stuff have been up over there. So I think I go back and forth between being really encouraged and hopeful and being so distraught and mm-hmm. down, um, just depending on news and how people are reacting. Like, this has been a great encouraging conversation for me. So right now I'm feeling I'm at the top. I'm at the high. Oh, right good. Now. So I good. appreciate talking to you all. And oh. and there has been a lot of encouraging stuff out there. So I, I know that that there is hope and like you said and I don't know if you've seen that that meme that someone made that's like what if 2020 isn't the worst thing that's happened to us but what if it's the year we all really needed um to change our perspectives and stuff and so I've been trying to think that and feel that and I do agree with that I think that a Mm -hmm. lot of really important things are going to come out of this year I agree I I feel the same and I you know staying away from Facebook back during the back during the 2016 election Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is, I feel like the, 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 that needs like capitals at the beginning of it. It's the 2016 election. <laughs> Jeez. Um, going to have a whole history book of its own for yes, your kids, because, my kids. <laughs> mm-hmm, because, you know, it was definitely um, an interesting time. And I was so, um, I was very active on Facebook and it was very obvious on Facebook, like which side of that coin I was on. Mm-hmm. And I was careful at that point to um, not unfollow necessarily people who were not on the same page as me, but to um, mm-hmm. not, not, I don't mean unfollow, but not unfriend them. I didn't unfriend right. people, but I unfollowed them mm-hmm. so that I'm still friends with them. So that if I want to go into their pages and like, look at their kids and like, see what they've been up to, like, I can still see that stuff. Like if I go into their pages but their stuff does not pop up in my feed anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that after that election, 
I have kind of curated my Facebook page in a way that I am not so saddened by it anymore. Mm -hmm. And now I have had people tell me that it's not good that every single thing on my Facebook page leans the same direction that I do. <laughs> that, you know, it's it's good to have some different perspectives or whatever. And I'm like, well, I get the different perspectives in the comment sections. That's like, true. I read the comment sections and then I know that there's other perspectives out there. <laughs> so trust me, I, I see the garbage that's out there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I not that my perspective isn't garbage to some people. Like, I, I get it that, you know, Everybody has different opinions on things, but I feel like that, that, you know, it's like, like you said a few minutes ago that like, there's even people at your own church that are sharing things about black lives matter that make you sad. Right. And I have kind of like scooted all of that out of my Facebook page, like a couple of years, Mm -hmm. like a few years ago, like with my, with my unfollowing of people that were, I didn't want to really want to see what they had to say during that time. And I want to say that that has kind of helped, like helped me stay healthy during this time, mm-hmm. because most of the people that I have coming through on my Facebook page are on this, like in the same place that I am. Right. Um, I agree with you, though. The, the comment section is a dangerous place to visit. But I, but I, I almost <laughs> always do go to the comment sections of these things just mm-hmm. because there's like a little bit of something that kind of gets me high a little bit to see the stupidity out there. Like just, <laughs> just a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, like the anger that I feel towards people that are, you know, like, okay. So yeah. our local football team back during pride month changed their logo to a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it was the black lives matter and the pride rainbow together. It had like the black, the Brown and all the rainbow colors. Mm-hmm. And they only changed it for like three days. Yeah. But the amount of comments from the stupid people about that were just so funny. I mean, I read that for mm-hmm. like two hours. Like I read it. I mean, like I just sat on my phone <laughs> and like read those comments for like two hours. Well, I'm done with them. Well, I'm done with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was just, it was so funny. It was just so funny to read. And it's not funny because I know that those people are ignorant right. and that they're part of what's wrong with, you know, they're part right. of the problem. Right. But, okay. at, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm getting all the perspectives on my own. I don't necessarily need them to be coming through my feed. Right. So, you know, yeah, there are, same. there are, there are ways to like weed out the things in your feed that you might, that might make you unhappy. So, yes, you know, I agree just, with that. if you see somebody that maybe you do love that person, but they're posting something that makes you sad, just unfollow. Don't unfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know, that's great just, advice. Yeah. So that way, you know, they're just not popping up in your feed. Their algorithm is is changed. Like it's just you're not going to see what they post. But if you want to see what they're doing, then you can go look at it on your own. Like mm-hmm. and see like the mind. positive things and that and kind see of thing. the positive yeah. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I have friends from college that don't necessarily see things the same way I do. But I love to look at pictures of their family and their children. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll pop over to their page and see how their kids are doing and, you know, what they're what they're up to. Um and, you know, during dangerous times like this, I just avoid them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know that yeah, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I don't really want to know, like, what kind of hate they're spewing. So. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So sorry, I went off on that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> a little tangent. Hey. Yeah, sorry. That's good. <laughs> All right. What's next? Is it me or is it you, Caitlin? I forgot. Um, I was talking. Let's <laughs> feeling. Okay. So what are you listening to right now? Other than Ooh. our rants about these. 
Hot topic. Yeah, sorry. I was just like, let me tell you what to do with your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is fun to be to start listening. I feel like just recently I've learned how many planner podcasts are like this that are great out there. So I'm trying to start listening more to that. And also, I was listening yesterday to the new Taylor Swift album to see how it was. Yes. Yes. Aww, so I got you- a whole new respect for Taylor Swift when we decided we had nothing else to watch. Let's watch her documentary. And then I said, wow. I have a whole new respect for her. You took mine. (laughs) Sorry. I think we're all listening to that right now, like on a loop. Yeah. Good morning. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I grabbed my headphones immediately and just right here in the condo while everybody was like all the chaos around me, the kids were playing, there was weddings on TV. And I just, I listened to the whole album from start to finish. And, um, I'm a very like visual kind of person. So on Apple music, you can pull up the lyrics Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I listen to the music and read the lyrics at the same time. And it is such a beautiful album. Yeah. 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 It is. It is really, really nice. Um, I really liked the one that she did with what is it? Bonnie there. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the name of that group that she was that she did the song with? It's called Exile. Um, I think so. And then is the other one that I really liked Invisible Thread. Oh, yeah. That one was good. That one is really pretty too, yeah. but it's a really, it's a really pretty album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then as far as planner podcasts go, aren't there getting to be so many, like we are really <laughs> starting to take over the podcast land. They're trends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Like it's really fun. Like planners and wine and, um, yeah. planner girl chatter. And, um, I'm trying to think, um, and fancy plans and things, radio Fancy plans and things, radio. And I, I know that there's others too, but I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting really fun out here. Like if you want to listen to a planner stuff every day, there's something every day. <laughs> right. Um, <It's> true. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Very no, true. that's, that's fun. Okay. So the last one and my personal favorite <laughs> is what are you drinking? <laughs> See, this isn't going to be that fun for you for me because I don't really have any a fun answer right now. Like I've been just drinking water mostly. I haven't been going anywhere. I haven't been fun at home. I so really you're not miss like smoothies. Up quarantine? No, <laughs> no, because <laughs> because I'm still nursing, and so I try to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. So I know some oh, people are like it's see. fine, but I'm like I don't do risks. No. So, yeah, it makes sense. No, I wouldn't. Uh-uh. So, uh-uh. I'm like, I'm on the better <laughs> safe than sorry side. So I did make, no, I, I do make it. Danny sometimes make me virgin styles of his drinks. So Planner Todd and I had some virgin pina coladas the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, well, that you just fun. wait. You, you just wait <laughs> until you wean her. The first time you have a glass of wine, you're going to be wasted. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah, I went, I actually, I, I branched out. I did something, something risky the other day and I went to a wedding because I was in the bridal party and it was just family and bridal party. So I went to California and fortunately it was in the middle of nowhere. So that made me feel better about it. And then they had drinks and I was there for like five days. So I was like, perfect. I can drink your drinks here that you have at the wedding. But other than that, I haven't really had very much to drink in the last couple of years. Yeah, wow. I'm boring too. I don't like consume that much alcohol either. Yeah, like my and my alcohol of choice is beer. Like Portland has a lot of craft beers, so that's pretty boring. But I have I mean, been drinking a lot of seltzer water. Let me tell you. Yeah, I know. Danny has his whole like bar hutch set up. Like we have nothing unpacked fully in the house except that. <laughs> he has like yes. all his mixed drinks and his like whiskey sour varieties and stuff. And I'm over here like I'll have a water. So. <laughs> 
have wow. an Italian soda. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, it's it's funny because this there's this whole like spiked seltzer trend that's happening right now. Yes. Uh, ugh, I can't <laughs> and, stand it. I, well, I'm an unpopular opinion. I hate I it. I know there's a lot of people that, that really don't like it. And I was of the school of, nope, I don't like it. I don't like that it doesn't get me drunk. I don't like that I have to drink <laughs> I have to drink 14 of them before I even start to feel a buzz. Um, because it's true. Because what's well, the point? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, first of all, I drink a lot. Um, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide the fact that I like, I like to drink. I like to have some wine. I like a mixed uh-huh. drink. Um, and um, and I'm a, I'm a big girl, so it takes a lot, you know, to kind of like get to my brain or whatever. Um, so on this particular beach trip, Allison went out and got us some drinks and she brought back to the condo a case of now, please don't gag or throw up in your mouth. <laughs> Just hear me out. <laughs> she brought back a case of the Bud Light spiked seltzer. And I was like, why did you bring this here? <laughs> I was like, I don't like the seltzer spiked seltzer stuff. And she was like, I know but this is the best one. You have to try it. So I tried it and I have to really hand it to Bud Light. Okay. I would not want to drink a Bud Light like for any reason, like for, for, for any reason ever. Um, <laughs> right. Like I don't, I don't need to like ever consume one of their products for, for what it, no, just stay away. But it is the best of the spiked seltzer. I, of all the ones that I have tried, the Bud Light spiked seltzer is the best. And it has a higher well, alcohol content. Yes, it has a higher alcohol content than the other ones and can get you a little bit buzzed. Oh, and, okay, okay. And, and that's all I want. I don't want to get like wasted where I can't like walk around. I mean, like I've got to. Right, we're not in college out. anymore. No, I'm a mom. Like I need to be able to take care of my kids. Like I just want to have like right. a little tiny bit of a buzz. I, I'm, I'm very careful with my consumption. Um. So, you know, after having a few of those, I started to feel really good. And I was like, good choice, Allison. Good choice. And she was like, see, I know what I'm talking about. And I was like, well, you know, you brought home a Bud Light product, which I was very shocked by. So I didn't know like what you were thinking. And she was like, well, studies have been done. And even people who are real snobby about their spiked seltzer have said that this is the best one. Studies show. Studies show. So that's that's what we've been drinking on this trip is that Bud Light spiked seltzer. And when we finish recording this podcast, it'll be about noon and I will probably crack one open. So um, <laughs> So anyway, well, Brittany, this has been so much fun. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, you have just you have just been so insightful. I feel like I have learned so much, Caitlin. Right? We have I feel like so much. I have gone to school. I have gone <laughs> to school today. I know. I mean, every episode of the show that we do is fun, but like, I feel so enlightened. Like, I'm gonna go and read about my enneagram, and I'm gonna read about like Caitlin's enneagram so I can learn how to love her better. <laughs> and um, you know, just just all the things. But but yeah, like you have just been a wonderful, wonderful guest. I was really right. appreciate like a breath you being of fresh air. Yeah, you really Thank are. You. 
I um, loved connecting with you all too. We should do this more often, you know, yeah, off the podcast. I know. Even. I know. Heck yeah. Come to our Zoom meeting. We have a planner Zoom yes. thing every Friday. Ooh, Caitlin, you know what we should do? We should make a Zoom meeting for us and all of the people that have already been on the show so that we can all like <gasps> a reunion Zoom. Yes, oh, a reunion so Zoom. Fun. Wouldn't that be so fun? Oh my gosh, that would be I so love great. It. Um, but yeah, you, um, you have been so great. And, um, I just feel like that you are just such an asset to the community. Just, I'm mm-hmm. just so happy and proud to be in a community that has you in it. Same. Oh, thank so, you. So can you remind everybody before we let them go where they can find you one more time? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram's where I'm mainly at YouTube and now Facebook planner Brit with one T at the end. And I'd love to, I love, love, love talking to people individually even. So feel free to message me, even if you're just bored and you want to say hi, I would love to do that. Yeah. Send her a DM. I mean, a nice one. Nice nice. one. That's actually (laughs) something that I really appreciate is I've seen so many people getting attacked by people. And I, even though I've shared the same opinions as those people, the people who have followed me, I've, I've gotten a lot of people unfollowing me after their encountering thing, but I have not received one mean message. Well, that's oh, good. Great. I love it's, that. I have no clue how that happened, but somehow it's been awesome that the people who follow me seem to be pretty quality people. So they're supportive. I, they're I supportive. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's good because yeah. a lot of folks didn't want to come on the show. We've been asking Aaron Condren people and they didn't want to come on the show because they didn't want to be on the receiving end of that anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I know. thought about that, but it's, it's worth it. We should talk about this stuff and you know, totally it's important. We think so. Too. And I'm so glad now because this is so fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I learned a it's, lot, too. I've been we've been trying to tell people that are reluctant, like it's going to be fun and it's going to be positive. And you'll you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that we've ever had an episode of the show that wasn't uplifting in some way. Right. There and have been some there have been some serious ones. But we've mostly... had some serious ones. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there's there's always we try to get, you know, the laughs in here and there, um, especially, <laughs> right. you know, with our own awkwardness and stuff. That's right. Um, but, yeah, send her a DM and say hi. Um, don't send her the kind of DMs that you send us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Um, yeah. Save save those for us because we can take it. Um, yeah. So, um, but anyway. Love um, you, you guys, mean it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, um, we love all the, we love all the feedback, um, positive, negative, and in between. And, um, <laughs> you guys can find Caitlin at creating in chaos underscore official on Instagram. And you can also catch her on YouTube at creating in chaos. And she hangs out at the spice chaos Instagram as well. I forgot the name of the show for just a second, which is not surprising. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, and she also has a cute Instagram called ducking chaos underscore official. (laughs) And she has a new one. Do you want to announce your new one or are you not? I do. Yeah. So I'm going to be working on sharing digital tools for teachers, like as much as I can, I still need to like check in with my district and see like what I'm able to share. Um, but I thought that since like, we're all in, you know, going to be or not all, I guess, but a lot of us are going to be doing distance learning and I work virtually anyway, like even when it's not quarantine and COVID and that kind of thing, I thought that I would share some digital tools with you guys. So I'm going to be starting, I have an Instagram and I saved the handle and it's called chaos in the classroom. And I'm also going to be adding some stuff to YouTube, some like uh, visuals and that kind of thing for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. It's coming very soon. So exciting. And um, trust me, we are all teachers now. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> whether whether parents, we want to be teachers, or not, parents, yeah. yeah, we're all teachers now. So, um, yeah, so go check out um, her new Instagram when she starts putting up her um, virtual teacher tools. So thank yep, you. The for, Instagram thank you for is doing there, that. but there's nothing on it. <laughs> So you but can, there will you can be. follow me. Yeah. Feel free to but, follow, but there's nothing there yet. Yeah. But there will be. So thank you for doing that, Caitlin. Totally. So you can also find Leanne at Spiced Plans on Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. And you can also find her on Spiced Horizons, where she is playing all of the Animal Crossing things. And she is diligently answering all of our DMs and hanging out on our, our podcast socials as well. So anything with the at Spice Chaos podcast as well. Yes, that is where you can find me. And this episode has been banging, you guys. It's been so much fun. And I hope that um, everyone has just the greatest week. Um, Whenever you are getting around to listen to this, I hope that your day is fantastic and we love you all. And um, don't forget to go follow Brittany at Planner Brit because she is fantastic. And Brittany, again, you have been just a stellar guest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you. Thank you both. We just adore you. And this has been so I just can't say enough about how much fun this has been. So everyone, like I said, have a great week and we will talk to you in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.